Welcome to a very special edition, Saturday night, not Sunday night, on Happy Almost New Year. We're going to talk about DoorDash, the economy, year in review, a recap of what we saw, what we went through, what you guys witnessed, what happened here in 2023. A lot has happened this year, uh, good, bad. I think a lot of drivers struggled in a lot of ways. I think some drivers had success. We're going to go over some of the things, the the hot topics, the hot news that happened in 2023 as a year and recap. Um, I, you know, and even it's it's. Listen, 2023 was a very interesting year for myself, and I think for a lot of you guys. So we're going to go over that tomorrow is New Year's Eve. I will not be live tomorrow. I will be on a. We're going out. Me and Madison don't really do that kind of thing on New Year's Eve. Can't tell you last time I went out, so we went out on a New Year's Eve night. She wants to do something. It's my obligation to make that happen. So we're going to go out tomorrow night on Sunday, no live. So I said, let's give the people a weekly live. Appreciate y'all. Hit the thumbs up. I'm going to say hi in a minute. I got some questions for you guys. So it's going to be a very interactive live stream. And I want to see what the your whole, I'm going to do a what they call a pulse check on you guys. Heart check. I'm going to check in with y'all and see what kind of you you guys said. So be ready to answer some questions if you're willing and able and and want to be vulnerable and share some things tonight because I think this year has been very interesting for many different reasons. Now, first things first, let's see who we got in the building tonight. Let's see. And get those thumbs up, 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 up. Sarah, what up? Go Wagon Packing, Luan Slither, Get Gal 440, representing Cleveland. Congrats, y'all. Y'all made the playoffs. Big ups to that. Right here, Road Warrior Rick. Helene, what's up? What's up? Big Carl 314, Erica Bolton. Um, I see Terry, Princess, Dashing Across America. Big Carl, Napa, Erica, Laura, Chad, Daryl Shaw, and Historic Publishing, DeWa. I don't know who that person is. Uh, PPP, Arnold Falcon. Appreciate you. Arnold was the first comment in here. Now, that's Waldo Jr. What's up, Terry Ross? Mad Dash, Jonathan, Cam. Uh, yeah, go. we'll see what happens. If you guys play the Ravens, that'll be an interesting game. I'll just say that. You know what's up. And Ortiz, what's up, what's up? Hola, hola. Now, 2023 was interesting. I'm going to ask you guys the first question of the live stream. And I'm going to look at the chat. Right now, the year's, their year's done. You got today if you're working and you got tomorrow, whatever, right? Was 2023 better for you than years past? Now, it doesn't mean necessarily, one way you can measure that is did you make more money? Another way could be, hey, I worked less but made more on average, that could, you could consider that a success. Another way could be, you know what, Pedro, I've worked less gig economy. Things that I was working on, other side hustles benefited me more. So I made more in that regard, or I feel better. I'm working less gig economy, my stress level's down. I went back to a W-2, I'm feeling good about that decision. Any of these things could be positives. Or maybe you retired this year. You came to this channel, this community, and you're, you're kind of new. Maybe this year for that reason was better than 2022 or the years prior. So that's my first question. Was this year better for you or was it worse? If it was worse, that'll be personalized. Only you can answer that. And that could be for a lot of different reasons. Let me see what the people say about that question. Okay. Uh, yes, happy new year to everybody. Uh, Christopher says, yes, it was better. Edward Lee says, 2022 was significantly better money wise, okay? Laura says, nope, it was not better. 
Uh, Giggal says, I'd say yes, only because I was able to spend more time with family while working on my own time. I love that. Love it. I think that's probably in the top, that's the second or third, maybe some people's first main reason for doing gig work, right? Uh, what up, Krista? How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Just started in July, says Erica. And Giggal says, and I'm not pregnant. That's hilarious. <laughs> gig Economy Mom, what's up? Good evening, Pedro and everybody. How are you? Rideshare Road Warrior Rick says, no, but I am rebuilding to get better and better. I like that. Let me put that comment up. See if I can't find it. I like that. So he he's saying this year was not better for him. He realizes it. He's living it, right? He understands the reality, but he's working to make sure it's better. Okay. Um, he's building it. Uh, Kenny says, this my first year in gig economy will compare 2024 this year. Love it. Okay. Most definitely better says Mad Dash. Okay. Terry Ross says, I started DoorDash in February 2023, so almost a year, but I made more than my W-2. Okay. That's a good thing then, right? And so I take that. Big Carl says, I'm way, I'm, I went back to a W-2 myself and Dash on the side. That full-time gig work ain't for me. Plus, I got tired of running my vehicle into the ground. So that could be a win. He realized, hey, this ain't for me. I ain't running my real. Let me go back to a W-2. You can consider that a win. Right? It's all a matter of perspective, though. I guess so. Laura's Lens has said, only good thing about this year was my YouTube channel and getting a van to do van life. What do you mean, only good thing? That's a great thing. Most people might not be able to say that. It's a big accomplishment. This kind of work is a trip, says Kevin. Okay, okay. Uh, Princess and Sarah says, I definitely made more this year since I'm able to work when I when I want despite a crazy year. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, let's see. We win it for 2024. 2024 is going to be a great year. I'm going to get into some of that in a little while. I'm going to go over some of the, a year cap of some things that I did and failures. and you know, We'll get into that a little bit. And we'll talk about a few other things as well. Current topics, hot news in the gig economy in 2023. We'll get into all that. Gig, gig, what up? Alex Shin, what's up, brother? Did better than last year. Still a ton of room for improvement, though. I like that. Tracy Lowe, whoa, 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 what's up? Felt worse, but is actually a better year monetarily. That is a very interesting and extremely honest comment. Let me put that up. From Helen. Okay. So felt worse. Hold on. Let me find it. Hold on one second. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to. Okay. This is extremely relatable. Felt worse, but is actually a better year monetarily. So some people measure year over year success based on monetary income. Nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't paint the whole picture. That is merely a stroke or two or maybe half of your portrait. There's a lot of other things. Gitgal referenced it. Work-life balance having more time and flexibility. A lot of you people realize that. So maybe you're willing to compromise, you achieve more of that, but at, on a, at a risk of a monetary level, while others might have a, a tough year. It seems like a tough year. It feels hard, maybe because you really hustled, you really grinded, you made more. So do you look at that as a success or you look at it as eh, maybe not? So, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? So that was one question I want to ask you guys. Now, let me, let me get into some of the things that DoorDash and that we saw happen in the gig economy. So, Clearly, in a lot of markets, DoorDash lower base pay. That's a, that's an L for us. That's an L. Okay. There's no way around that. Okay. When you talk about the 2023 year in review with DoorDash, okay, there are going to be a lot of dashers that had some success. There are going to be some that didn't. Based on your market and how you look at things and how you adapt it, it is what it is. Base pay got lowered. They made acceptance rate matter through tier programs, diamond programs changing top dasher status, changing um, priority status on order. They just did. You can believe it. You cannot believe it. The reality is that they made that happen, and they tell you that. 
So I think overall, that can be a loss for a lot of drivers. It, it just can't. All the programs that they started aren't bad, but some of them that they implemented kind of made it feel like we needed to do take out some trash in order to maybe get a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? And sometimes that pot of gold can be there. There are benefits to it, but that is it is what it is. When they make when they make it harder on us, it's tough. Oversaturation, a continuing a continuing trend in the gig economy year over year. More people are coming to do this work. More people are losing jobs or trying to find a side hustle. More people, their jobs aren't cutting the bills, so they come to the gig economy as a side hustle. That is that trend is not going to stop in 2024. We will see it continue. Now, your market might be not as saturated with DoorDash drivers or Uber Eats or whatever, or Instacart, whatever app you do catering at. But overall, more people will come to this work in 2024 than they did this year, the year before, and even during the pandemic times. Because most, a lot of the drivers that started during the pandemic are still actively doing it, a good percentage of them. They might not be part-time or full-time, but they definitely still have the app on the phone and they're trying to collect money during the weekends or during a Monday night after work for a few hours during dinner when you're out as a full-time driver. So some look at that as a benefit. Some look at it as a loss. If you're a newer driver, I think it could be a good thing because you're coming in and you're seeing that this is a way to make money. If you're an OG, you feel like new drivers are taking opportunities from you. So it's it's, it's hard to really, um, it's hard to put that into perspective because everybody's perspective is different as how, how, how that impacts them, right? We saw Instacart lower base pay. Sucks. You're basically on these apps, they're expecting you to do more for the same or about the, or little money. You know, you can still make money on Instagram, but they lowered the base pay. Uber Eats tested some things. Upfront information in some markets, no upfront information in others. Uber has been caught and came out publicly saying they've had glitches in the app that withheld drivers pay. Some drivers have gotten that money, some drivers have not. That's a big issue in the rideshare community. I don't talk about it a lot here because I don't do the rideshare, but I hear things, I see things. People are sending me things. DoorDash changed that if you got a stack order, you can no longer drop the one. You can look and see, do by math. You can you could try to unassign one of the orders. And if you do the math, because it'll tell you what the new payout is, you can see which one maybe didn't have a tip and was trash. And maybe that one was the one going further away. And you used to be able to drop it. Can't do that anymore. If you drop one order on the stack, you drop both. Or, you, or really, you can't tell which one is which, is my point. So you can't get rid of the bad one and keep the good one on the stack. That sucks. I showed you guys how to do that. It is what it is that one way. That was a benefit for a lot. They changed the completion rate from 80% to 90% in many markets, mine being one of them and most of them, it'll be in 2024, it'll be everywhere, right? We mentioned the two programs already that, you know, it is what it is. So these apps have changed a lot of things in 2023 and it made it for some of us harder to make money. For those that I think we're willing to adapt a little bit, put that pride and ego in the backseat, try different things if your market wasn't, if you were, if you were impacted by it, because some might not have been. I think you've probably been okay. You've been able to stay afloat. Maybe you're not having a crazy success like you were before, but you're able to still make the apps work for you most of the time. I think that's a win overall if you're able to do that, right? As far as I'm concerned, ah, man, we had some wins this year. We had some L's. Um, we had some L's. A few things I wanted to accomplish this year. I put a community post up at the end of last year. I wanted to hit 50K subscribers. We did that together. We're well. We're at 71,000 plus. We exceeded our expectation. I wanted to be at 50,000 plus by the end of the year. We exceeded that. I wanted to have a live stream that had 1,000 people in it at one time. We almost hit that. We almost hit 900 on one, one live, and I'll get into that live in a minute. So that was awesome. I wanted to help 
other content creators make money. We did that here. I put some money in some people's pockets. They helped me. I helped them. That was fantastic. I wanted to host a gig conference in Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland. And uh, I went to Cleveland in um, Denver, Colorado. We did that. That was a success by putting it on. Had some failures, though. Learned a lot. That event was not as good as it could have been. Learned a lot, though. Okay? So I look at that as a win and and a loss because it could have been better. I have to be honest with you guys. But we learned a lot. So overall, still a success. Collaborated with a lot of other people. I mean, it's been a, it's been a very up and down year with the YouTube. Got demonetized for a little while. Learned a lot. I'm actually very happy that that happened in the time that it happened on my YouTube channel. I learned something. I learned a valuable lesson. And sometimes you got to take the bumps in order to, you know, there's potholes and bumps in the road sometimes. And we've experienced that here. But it actually makes it for a better channel. Gives me a better perspective. Humbled me a little bit. So that was a win overall. So I had some wins and losses that were in the same page, basically, right? But overall, it's been great. You guys have been fantastic to me. Um, glitch. Glitchgate, as they call it. Uh, I would call it the live stream event in the gig economy. The most watched, the most viewed, as far as people in it at one time. I haven't seen any other live match that number. It was crazy. We did a couple episodes on it. Um, had some people come up. I'll mention their names. Torp was up. Glitch Dash, I think his name is. Um, Rideshare Hustler uh, were part of a panel and they were trying to kind of call me out. And um, that was an interesting stream. Um, they proved nothing. I came with facts. They had opinions and hearsay. I mean, I completely shut those guys down. That was it. That, that happened this year and it was kind of good because I think as a content creator, you have to protect yourself when people are lying on you and don't have proof. They have hearsay. We did that this year. That was a big thing for a lot of people in the gig community. Some people still talk about it. It is old news, but it is what it is. That happened. You cannot mention 2023 without mentioning Glitchgate, as some would call it. I think it's kind of funny now, looking back. And there's still a lot of bad misinformation about that. But that happened. Have to mention it. Uh, DoorDash Diaries came on this channel. We had a fantastic conversation. I thought that was great for the community. A lot of people watching now. I thought that was awesome. He was also part of GigCon. 2023. We've done collaborations with everywhere from everybody from Hannibal to Rideshare Rodeo to Dash and Trader, um, the Rideshare Guys Show Many Money Club, Zach and Kim from Money Hungry. I mean, a lot of great things happened. Um, a lot of new people have come. A lot of people stopped watching this channel this year because they moved on. That's good as well because if you if you got some value from this channel, but it didn't mean anything to you anymore because you didn't need it, and you moved on to bigger and better things, if that if that's how you look at it, that is a win for us at the Mr. Bet on You Club. Okay, it, it just it just absolutely is a big shout out to Jaywalk, my dear friend, Sam. We did we did some things this year. We did some great things this year. We had some great conversations this year. If you know, you know, big shout out to him. So that's just kind of some things that happened this year. Um, overall, I think and I'm going to ask you guys one more time. Thumbs up in the chat or thumbs down. How was your 2023? How do you view it overall as far as the gig apps go? A thumbs up if you feel good about your year. A thumbs down if you feel like this year was not, I don't feel good about it, and I'm feeling uneasy going into 2024. Let me see what you guys got to say about that. What up, Daniel? Denver Deliveries. That was a good stream. Dub says, most jobs just don't pay a livable wage accounting for inflation. That's why it's hard to go back to work. Man, that's a, that is, you know what? That, that You're so right about that. 
you know, if you don't have, this is what I would say. The people that are doing okay right now or above okay, either have some kind of trade. They have a skill that will never go out of style. Those people, they're hardworking, but they're probably doing okay because they're making at least 30 bucks an hour somewhere doing something. Some of them more than that. Or they have some kind of degree, okay? A degree that is that is that not a lot of people have. Or they're part of that, those people are in sales that can kind of do okay. This is top guys, but the sales guys, sales is always good. If you're a hustler and you're into sales right now, you can probably do okay. There's a lot of things you can sell, actually. Most everybody else has struggled in 2023. But the jobs, the menial labor, the easy jobs, the middle management jobs are not paying enough to, to cover inflation. That is that is a fact. Okay, let me, let me see these thumbs up and thumbs down. Um, I don't work it. I like it. Congratulations. Let me see the thumbs up. Thumbs up from Kenny. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. A lot of thumbs up. I like to see the thumbs up. We winning. I love that. Thumbs up, losers. LOL. Okay, I don't know what that means. Thumbs down, says Lessa. Mr. Jason's thumbs up. Chat says thumbs up. New to get work this year, but okay with how it went. Okay. Thumbs up, Dashing Grandpa. I like that. Traveler says thumbs up. Uh, Dashing Grandpa says it's been a crazy year, but I'm still hanging in there and breathing, so I'm happy. I mean, can we listen? Let me say this. Let me say this. Because it has been tough for a lot of people. It's about perspective, though. Dancing Grandpa says it pretty well right there. I made a video the other day kind of talking about that a little bit. We're still here. We're good. It's going to be all right. When you think it's bad, it's not as bad as you think sometimes, right? I believe that. So a lot of thumbs up. I, I see a couple thumbs down, a lot of thumbs up. Corey D says, I'm glad I rid of DoorDash. I'm driving less and earning a lot more in 2024. Nice. Fantastic. I think a lot of people went to different apps and they were doing good. Gig out says thumbs up because my YouTube channel is well. I love that. Love that for you. Got, got to stay positive. Got to stay positive. But we can also be realistic. If you had a bad 2023 in a gig economy, it doesn't mean that you have to. That's just the reality. Some of us might have had a bad year. Our, our markets are all different. Christopher says thumbs up. Thumbs up from Brian in Orlando. Uh, Doris Whitlock says, "At Dasher Across America, I watch all your videos, and I'm a and I'm a Dasher retired. Don't have to love it. A lot of people, a lot of retired people, in the last couple of years that come to this channel and YouTube and maybe make videos, and I hear about it. A lot of retired drivers because they're retired. They worked hard, obviously, to get to that point. If you're retired right now, okay, you put in some time and effort." clearly over the years, whether it's 30 years, 25 years, 20 years, depending on whatever you did, 40 years, right? You might've been working since you're 20 and you're in your 60s, it's 40 plus years, right? Maybe it's one job, maybe it's many jobs, but you're retired. But if you have that work ethic, it, it just doesn't stop, right? Some people retire and go to Florida. Some people retire, and go to Florida, do gig work. Some people retire, don't go anywhere, still want to contribute, still want some, some cash. And, and, and still want to provide for the community. Some people really love this. I've met a lot of people, and some of them were a little older, and they just kind of, they look at this as fun. They get to them out of the house, they're driving around, they get to meet people at the restaurants. They love it. They're not even looking at the money the way some of us look at it. I, I, I can't hate on that. I literally can't hate on that. I'm retired and only 54. Wow, Robbie Smith, ooh. I love that. I'm 12 years away from 54. I'll still be working at 54. It's, it, I hope at that point it feels like retirement. I'm still going to be working at 54 years old. 
I like that dash across America. The pressure isn't on us retired folks. That's a good point because you guys might be looking at your bills. I'm sure very differently. Whereas a mom, dad, whatever out here trying to provide for a family. It's like, man, I got to hit this money, right? If you got a family, you're on a budget and you're looking at it like, man, I got these kids, I got this, or I have that, or my wife lost her job or my husband's down, or I got to make this money to get groceries, to make rent, to pay the car payment, to make sure that I pay the electrical bill, to make sure my phone stays on, to provide for the holidays. Most ashes fall into that. It's a great point. The pressure's very, de definitely different. And I think that's why some people don't look at the no tip, no trip the way I do. They don't look at the dollar per mile the way that I do. They, the way that they're dashing is just very different. I think we've seen that in 2023. Corey D says, gig work is temporary. Build your skill set. You won't get paid $2 per delivery fixing computers. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I do think, and I've been doing gig work for three and a, three years full-time. It's almost like in, a, in one week, I'll be full-time gig worker for three years, one week from now. Actually, like five days. But I did it for a year prior on a part-time basis. So I've been in the gig economy for four, full-time for three I've had weeks in the last year and a half where I didn't work at all or worked six hours or, I mean, I've had three weeks at once where I didn't work. So there were times that it was very, very part-time, but overall, definitely still full-time in the gig economy. But that's a good point. I, I overall recommend and tell people, yeah, this is, I used to say stepping stone. I used to say, um, I don't think it's sustainable for most of us. I believe that still. I do believe that. I believe if you're in your 20s, 30s or 40s this isn't the kind of work that you're gonna this is gonna be your last way that you earn money it shouldn't be if, as far as 100 of your income i really 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 believe that i think for a very small amount of people they can make it work and mostly those people are probably people that don't have kids maybe you're not married okay and you live you know and, and your lifestyle's different but this isn't going to be sustainable for a for, for, for the majority of us most people do this very part-time uh, what else happened? And we saw deactivations. We saw content creators get deactivated, drivers get deactivated without channels. We've seen a lot of viral videos. We've seen a lot of dashers in the news on TikTok or the Daily Dot or whatever, right? They share all the negative stuff. We've seen DoorDash and Uber Eats and Uber rideshare drivers be harmed physically. We've seen some die. We saw Van got tapped two days ago by a drunk guy. You know, we've seen a lot of viral videos because the work that we do, there's millions of us doing it and we're servicing the public. You're bound to have things happen. You've got millions of deliveries and millions of rideshare opportunities every day on the apps. I'm surprised we don't see more negative things happen. Think about that for a second. Millions and millions a day. And maybe a big story comes out once every couple of weeks where it's something, or once every month or two, where it's something that's like, wow, damn, that sucks, right? Even what happened to Van the other day, that happens every day. He just has a channel. That literally happens every single day where a driver is trying to drop something off and there is some kind of assault, whether verbally or physically or whatever. There's, there's, those interactions happen very often because we're putting ourselves in compromising situations where we are delivering to a stranger most of the time. And we are also the stranger to the consumer. Right. I mean, we've seen videos of bad things happen to at the merchant pickups. I mean, we've seen it all in 2023 
if anything, I think that will be probably tenfold in 2024. I think with the politics and things that are going to be happening, people are going to be a little tensed. And I think tensions can be high. And when you mix a driver being alone in their car, maybe being frustrated, and you mix that with a customer, and you mix that with a customer having a bad day and a driver having a bad day or whatever, things are going to pop at the surface. I think we're going to see that in 2024 as well. We got to be safe, though. I think the, the things that we've seen over the last couple of years and this year specifically, we have to continue to try to keep our head on a swivel, be safe, not put ourselves in situations, trust your gut, listen to your instincts. OK, I think that's going to be very, very, very important. Um, what else happened this year? What else? What happened this year that I'm not remembering? Maybe you guys can put it in the chat. Jaro, what's up, what's up, what's up? Somebody made a kill on Spark. I love that. Deliver with Ellen, how are you? Always good to see you. Prayers for Mike, OG Gamer. His wife lost her mom on Christmas. Oh, what? Prayers for Mike, OG Gamer. I know Mike, formerly Gig Lebowski. His wife lost her mom on Christmas. Man, prayers up for Mike. I didn't know that, Ellen. Thanks for um, thanks for telling us that. That sucks, man. The holidays is tough for a lot. Yeah, Saturday live, Jeff. No Sunday. I'm taking my work. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve, and we're going to be out doing stuff, so no live tomorrow. Oh, I lost my – I mentioned that. I lost monetization. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we got that back, though. I'm good. I learned a lesson, like I said earlier. I feel – I'm happy that it happened when it happened in this journey of my channel. I'm happy that it happened when it happened. You might be right, Big Car. I hope you're wrong, too, though. Antho805 says, how many times do you guys get to a delivery and it's gated and you don't have the code? Oh, Antho, that's happened. I mean, it's happened to all of us at least once. Probably happened to me a dozen, a couple dozen times. I've either had to call or this or that. One time nobody picked up, had to wait to five minutes, leave the food there. You know, it, some people, you know what's funny to me? Another thing that we learned in 2023, customers still don't, some, some customers still do not know how to order McDonald's. It's so, it, it goes to the, the uneducation of America is not great with a lot of people. People can't do simple things like ordering food on a day. You know, they know where they live. They know there's a code. They live there. It's kind of funny. So I think a lot of comical things happen in 2023 as well. At least twice a week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to uh, OG Gamer Mike, man. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Happened to me twice today. The glitch, Krista, we talked about that. I mentioned that. Did I, That was definitely a big story. Um, I think I handled it really well, considering I hit it head on. I think I, I think I made, it's really easy to make people that are uneducated and uh, ignorant and uninformed. It they, they, they make themselves look bad. So that was just something that I felt like I had to do because people, I needed to give people the facts. We did that that night. That was fun. Um, what up, Jody? How are you? How are you? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We will not be live tomorrow. That's why I'm doing this special Saturday night uh, edition um, and checking in with you guys about 2023. How was your year? What do you think's happening in 2024? How do you feel? Um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. In 2024, it's going to be in some ways more interesting, I think. We had legislation. Obviously, New York City passed the legislation where drivers, customers can't tip up front and drivers are getting guaranteed minimum of up to almost 30 bucks an hour on active time. In New York City, not the whole state, New York City, 
So we're talking the majority of drivers in New York City are on mopeds, bikes, and scooters. So these men and women now, man, they they could take everything. There's the tips don't even matter. They don't matter because you're getting paid by time. The tips are irrelevant in New York City. Did you guys know that? Most of you, if you're here, you probably watched that video. Tips are absolutely irrelevant in NYC. The only thing that matters is how long it's going to take you, and that's going to tell you how much you're getting paid. That, to me, is just mind-boggling. Some people think we're going to have more legislation in 2024. I do not think that's going to happen. Um, I think the current states that have it, places like or cities, like places like Seattle, uh, obviously California, New York City, other places like Pennsylvania, Colorado, Illinois tried something at some point that nothing happened there. They've tried some things. I just don't think there's going to be enough. There's not enough. The politicians don't know enough about what we do to really be informed in order to really give a fuck about it. That's my opinion. And the ones that do really don't care. They're just looking at us as numbers. And I'll debate anybody about that. There isn't any politician that cares about you and I. Okay. That, that we can talk about that for days. Okay. We are numbers. They don't care about us. They don't care about us. They don't care about us. They, they look at us as a vote. They look at us as a vote. That's it. But that's a whole, I don't want to get too crazy with you all tonight, but legislation, I'm not concerned in 2024. I could be wrong. That's my opinion. I don't have any insider information. I'm not a politician, but I'm not too concerned. I think we're going to hear in all 2022 and 2023. We heard about all these crazy changes that happened in one place. Seattle had happened a little ways back. This was over a year ago, and that was to benefit New York City. I'm hearing mixed signals. I'm not worried about 2024. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion right now. I don't think it's going to affect 99% of us. Thank God this year's over, man. I, listen, this year was uh, this year was weird. It was it, a lot happened, even personally. Just a weird, 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 weird year. This year's been upside down. Yeah, for a lot of people, it has. I think you're right. I guess if we were delivering for hours, then yeah, why rush? I made a video. I mean, these guys on mopeds and scooters, they used to go between the cars and if they're on a bike or whatever, if you're on a bike, okay, if you're on a bike with wheels and even mopeds, when you come to a red light, those guys don't stop. They slow down. I want you think about when you're just driving and regular people on bicycles. A lot of those people, they look and they just go. They just do. And the same is because they want to get, you want to be quick. The, fact, the thing about food delivery, you want to be fast, 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 fast. New York City is prioritizing safety, which is good because now these drivers are going to be safer. It's a good thing. That's actually a great thing. But it's incentivizing them to slow down and be slower. And you think about food delivery since the 70s and 80s, the pizza delivery guys, the Chinese delivery guys, the pizza man, this, that, the milk. Fast, efficient, fast, efficient. You want to be fast. We want to be fast. If you're a shopper out there, it's all about getting to that, you know, finding those items quick. If you're in your car, we've all been there. You put that seatbelt on or whatever, you're like ready to go. You want to get there. You're looking at the GPS, oh, seven minutes. Ooh, maybe I can get there in six We've all done that, guys. And it doesn't mean you're an unsafe driver, but we're trying to get to the second and third order in that hour as quick as possible. Maximize your time while you're out. Now in New York City, I can pick up that McDonald's bag if they always going to be 30 minutes. Okay, I'm on the clock. The longer I wait, the more I get paid. Then you get in that bike, you get in that car, you're in chill mode. Maybe this order takes me 45 minutes. What's if you $28 an hour? If you divide that by 45 minutes, that one order is paying how much? And you still got 15 minutes. Maybe you do another run. Think about that. You're on an active delivery. Let's say it takes 45 minutes. Let's say it takes 25 minutes in New York City. 
you're active. You accepted it. You can wait. You can take your time. You go up the elevator. You're getting paid every minute. 50 cents, I think. Yeah, almost 50 cents a minute. So why not? You're chilling. You're on active time. You drop off that Chipotle. Maybe an order comes in a minute later, maybe in route. You're active. You're still active. You accepted it. You're still getting paid. So regardless of how long that, there's no tip. We know that. And regardless of how long it takes, as soon as you hit that hour mark, you're making your 30 bucks. It's a beautiful thing for some NYC drivers. That happened. It's a big deal in New York. Some people think it's going to happen all over. No. New York is an extremely rare situation, similar to California with the Prop 22, right? The policies and everything and, and the, the people that work there, it's very different than St. Louis, than where you, where some of you guys might live and work. I don't feel like that's going to be a widespread thing. And if it was, let's say the federal government came in. This is not going to happen. They said every, every, every DoorDash has to do that in every zone. Half the people would be deactivated. They wouldn't be able to afford all of us. They, we'd, be, we'd see mass deactivations. The app would go crazy. Everybody would want to work. It'd be, it would be absolute chaos if that happened. So I, I, I would not want that. It would be a bad. It'd be, it'd be a loss leader, if you guys know what that means. The cost in NYC to live is just a groom closet. is astronomical. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't live there, but I know people that live there. It's crazy. That's why I'm not. I mean, I want these drivers to make more. They deserve it. They should. They, they deserve their money. Especially the ones on the bikes and stuff, man. They're doing a lot harder work than some of us sometimes. I can admit to that for me. Definitely a broom closet. <laughs> I bet, I mean, there are literally, there are studios in NYC for like three, $4,000. And you've got a bathroom, you've got a toilet, a shower, a one bedroom, a small kitchen, a little hallway, and a closet or two. There are places in NYC where they have like shared shower rooms and you're, you're spending like a G or 1200 a month for a bed. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. But tell what up, what up, what up? So 2023 was a crazy year. Um, you know, we saw deactivations. We saw lower pay, the glitch gate stuff. Um, we saw Instacart lower pay. Uber did some crazy things. Um, we saw content creators go wild. I mean, we've seen a lot. I would say 2023 for me, based on what I saw, a lot of new content creators came and started making channels and sharing their perspective. I think that's phenomenal. I think if we have another 100 people next year that try it, great. Will all 100 hit the 1,000 subscribers? No, that's tough, but a few probably will. And maybe they can make some money. They can share perspective. They can entertain people. They can show people some things, teach them some things, give them a place in the live to go and hang out. These are all positive things. Overall, when I talk about the gig economy, it is a net positive for most of us. It just is. For me, it has been a game changer in my life. It just has. When I say that, people are like, oh my God, he's a shill. He's talking too positive about DoorDash. It's just a reality. My reality, just because it's different than yours, doesn't mean that you that that's not right. You know what I mean? Like that's We're all going to have a different way of looking at things. We have different goals. Some of us have families. Some don't have families. Some of us work 10 hours a week. Some of us work 70 hours a week. Right. So we can't look at one individual and say, that's not right. That's their perspective. In my perspective, this gig economy has been very positive to me. Very positive. 736 here. Love it. So you're on your way, gig gal. You're going to hit that. You'll hit it in 2024. What up, Christopher Miller? Get rid of the fees and put up a bid for a service. Christopher Miller, I think that you're not wrong. I've talked about that word bid even two and a half years ago or so. 
but we're not ready yet. The, the word tip is still so popular. People are tip fatigued. They're tired of tipping. People do tip. They don't tip. The big thing is just, it's just going to be another fee, right? And people are feed out. They're just feed out. We talk about inflation. We talk about expense, how expensive New York City is. I mean, in St. Louis, things are expensive too, right? For me to buy a car in St. Louis or to buy big ticket items, it costs just the same as somebody in New York City sometimes. Now, the food might be more there and the gas might be more there, but I still have living expenses. I still have things I need to buy, right? Um, and, and, and with a lot of things being able to be purchased online, you can be in NYC, buy something online, and it's not more expensive. Um, you know, it, so it's all it's all relative, but I, I think I think um, let me see what he said there. Yeah, the fees, I, the bid thing. I can see it getting to that point eventually. We're not close yet, though. Let me get this coming on. I don't think I don't think we're close yet. The same way AI will take some of our jobs, and it's already taken some opportunities away from workers, um, gig workers. Um, AI is definitely taking away jobs from, from W-2 employees. We're seeing that first. We knew that was gonna happen. And as the gig economy grows and W-2s start going to the gig economy and they robots to not give people opportunities, right? Where they have to pay them benefits and wait fair wages. We're gonna see the AI also going to gig work, but it's hitting W-2 people first. And this is how, I'll give you, I'll give you one really, 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 really main component of this, Walmart. When you go to Walmart now, and most a lot of grocery stores, they have the self-checkout. You're self-checking yourself out. Most Aldi has it now. They're starting it. That's going to be that's a big initiative there. So for the next five years from now, Aldi in five years won't have cash registers. They won't have a person doing it. And they're taking that labor. They're, they're saving money in labor, but they're going to put that onto the floor and, to, and making sure that their stock levels are great and the stores are cleaner and they're more sustainable. And then they have the self-checkout. And that's going to be how it is in five years down the line. Now, some already have it, and then they have one. They have, like, two couple lanes, but they all have, like, one designated cash register person. And then they have got, like, six, seven, to ten to twelve self-checkouts. That's, that's the future. So that's taking away W-2. And then eventually, Aldi might look to gig workers like you and I to sign some monthly contracts to come in and be a stock whatever, but you have it's no W-2. It's really not on the books. It's gig work. You're setting up on an app. Oh, Aldi's got a stocker job for this morning. They need somebody to help put away the truck. And it's going to pay me 15 bucks an hour. It's a one-day gig. That will be a thing. So the W-2 jobs in the future are the ones that will be affected first and then the gig jobs and so on and so forth. But we definitely saw that growing trend in 2023. There's many places I went. I went to a fast food line. And the person asking me what I wanted to order was a robot. It wasn't a person. And they hear my voice, it matches. You look at the screen, you confirm that screen says what you want. Believe it or not, the robot will make less mistakes with your order than the human being. So that's the scary thing for me. Humans, in some ways, we're definitely being replaced. We've seen this. We have a local grocery store named Schnooks and a lot of other ones across the country. They have the little, they're called tallies or robots or whatever. They're called tally at Schnooks where they're walking down and they're taking inventory stock levels. Somebody used to have to do that before. Now, tally visually, the AI looks at the shelves, can say how many there is. Ooh, we need it, and a report pops out. Aisle five, mac and cheese was low. We need 20 mac and cheeses. And then somebody else later has to go put it up. But eventually, tally will be doing that. And then also, there'll be a little, another robot.
that gets that report, takes it, looks at it, goes to the mac and cheese, and puts it on the shelf himself. So W-2 jobs are becoming more effective. So a lot of us, like we talked about earlier, I've been doing gig work, pay for and now I'm back to W-2. Some of those W-2 opportunities will be less for us gig workers when, when we want to try to go back. So you have to be thinking about that. This isn't to scare you off, but these, this, this is the trend of where things are going. So we're talking about things that we started seeing in 2023. We started seeing more of that. We'll continue to see more in 2024, I think, as we go, right? So K is on shift mark for, there you go, Daryl. Daryl, that's, that's, the gig work is gonna be so popular. Nurses are part of the gig economy now. Who would have thought that five, 10 years ago, right? So we have to understand like, okay, how do I position myself to still have opportunities with the growing trends in the space that I'm in that I need to make money? We have to think about that. That is why I've always been very thinking, I gotta be forward thinking, so do you and I. Okay, how can I make money doing other things? Passive income, how can I do that? How can I not be dependent upon uh, a paycheck that is just this amount? How can I pluck money from here, from here? Oh, this was a bad month here, but this month goes okay here. That is how you can really start to feel a little more comfortable, right? And the gig economy, it can be tough to do that because we are relying upon an app, but there's so many out there that if you could fold that in with something else, whether it be a W-2 or another side hustle or another passive stream of income, you're building towards something, um, that's the game changer for me. Uh, get some skills or trade in five years. Things will be different. Yeah, the skills and trades will never go away. I highly recommend. I would say if I had a if I had a son or daughter and they were in high school, I would want them to get a trade versus a college education. And some of y'all might not agree with that, but yeah. I know I know a lot of people that have a diploma in something or a master's in something. They're making they're not using it. They're waiting tables, which is nothing wrong with that. I worked in a restaurant. I did that job. And the person that has the skill or the trade, the plumber, the electrician, the iron worker, the, the concrete layer, the brick layer, the, 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 I can name them on and on and on. They're making two, three, four times the amount of money that the person with the college education is. You guys all know somebody that's, you know, you know, one of each person, I guarantee you do. And the blue collar worker, is probably doing more, better off than the guy that has a, the 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 most people that have a college education. A lot a lot of people that have a college education, a master, a minor, or whatever, a bit a BA in business, they're not using it. The facts, the numbers are there. College for the rich. No, I recommend college, but you could do college and a trade at the same time. You can get some education to to get education and a skill as a backup. But those skills, man, those trades, man, they they're not going anywhere. Degree is definitely not what it used to be. Because think about it. A lot of people that are, a lot of employers now don't hold that degree as such of a high standard. They don't hold it as a benchmark or a prerequisite to entry of employed. You know, some jobs you need it. You got to have a law degree to be a doctor. We're not talking about those kind of things, okay? We're talking about other kind of degrees that you don't need to get a job these days. The, the, the world's opened up as far as that. Something is good, something is bad. I don't know. I'm not. Trades are making mad money, mad money, mad money. I'm telling you, man, I know there are people out there that got a trade and then they do this kind of work or some other side hustle. They're killing it. They'll be retired at 50, 55. They just will. 
college is it's crazy man college it's so it's so out of control oh it is not going anywhere it's, it is definitely huge we know that it is huge i mean that's the software the it guys um the software people man like the yeah, I, I was never interested in that but that's definitely 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 a big part of the future as well so um if you just came in how was your 2023 thumbs up if it was good thumbs down if it was bad um how was your 2023 compared to the last couple of years compared to what your goals were we had some goals on this channel i i overall there was one thing i wanted to accomplish this year that i did not one thing there was a website that was going to launch and do some things and show people some opportunities that just didn't pan out it doesn't mean it's never going to happen but things happen it just didn't work out the way we envisioned it so one thing that that that, that i failed at that we failed at this year everything else was a success everything else i hit all the other measurable goals the things that i wanted to do so overall 2023 has been it's been good for me i know for a lot of people it's a struggle um if the gig economy is your only way of making money i think a lot of us might have struggled with it i do i do believe that spongebob squarepants says thumbs up appreciate you being at the channel member thank you very much uh thumbs down says bud soda robbie smith says thumbs up okay there will be a lot of jobless construction workers yeah but it, doesn't that I'm on a construction field, but that's a very seasonal work. And it's also how the economy is doing. Are people building houses? Are they building things? Are companies building things? Are things getting, getting rehabbed, right? The economy has a lot to do with the instruction, I would imagine. But so it says, learned a lot, gained wisdom, need to stop getting depressed in the summer. Sure, dude, sitting in a DoorDash, but you're retired from trading? Who's trading? I'm not trading. You must be talking to somebody else. Let's see, 2023, got a, got a divorce, had had and lost a girlfriend, but overall, that's when grandpa got divorced? Hold on. Really? I didn't. I had no idea. Why would I know that, though? Had and lost a girlfriend, but overall, it has been a decent year. Dash and grandpa had a year. That's a year right there. That is a year that most of us, I mean, that that's a year. Thumbs up, then down, says Christopher. Thumbs up, then down. <laughs> Never jobless, says Traveler. Okay, okay. Traveler, I'm assuming you're talking to, are you in construction? Are you in that field? Is that what you're talking about? Dash and Trader got deactivated. Yeah, as well, for the, I think the third time this year. I could be wrong. Um, Trader's going to be fine, though. Trader's a smart dude. He's got a lot of energy. He's a great family man. Dash and Trader's going to be, he's going he's gonna to be just fine. He's going to be fine. Shout out to Trader, friend of the family. Yeah, that's a grandpa. That's a year right there. Overall, man, that was, I mean, overall, we had a good year. A lot of things happened in this community, on YouTube, in the Dasher community, um, a lot. I, I, I think overall, I think if we really talk to everybody, and we can't, because YouTube is a very small portion of the gig economy workers that are out there. Um, if we were able to have every single the millions of people cast a vote how was the gig economy for you in 2023 if we gave them two options favorable or unfavorable i think while i think i think most of us would say favorable i do believe that i do believe most would say overall it was favorable i used it for what i needed or a lot would say oh, i'm still making good money it's whatever it's a good opportunity i, I think overall it was favorable I think on YouTube, if I ask that question, I would get a lot of unfavorables. I could be wrong. That's my opinion. What do y'all think? 
first half of 2022 was good. Yeah, first half of 2022 was good. That's yeah, that was a good and even 2020 or 2022 for sure. Um, 2021, 2021, 2022, 2023. Yeah, so 2020, the 2021, the second half of 2021 was really good. Maybe I got my years wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. So that's that's the best show. Um, I do have a couple announcements. We're going to take a small break. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Got to use the restroom. We're going to call this halftime. We're going to be on for two hours. And then I have a special announcement. Be right back. We are back. Anybody here? Are we still are we live? Are we still live? What's going on here? <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple things I want to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pin the streamer link. So if somebody wants to come up, talk about 2023. What was your this is what I want to know. We're gonna keep it on topic. And if organically, if it goes astray, that's fine. But what was your best moment of 2023? Share something good, or what was your worst? Excuse me, a bad whatever. 2023, how was it for you? Give me give me something about 2023. Something you saw on this channel, another channel, something you experienced, something that somebody you knew experienced about gig work or the gig economy as a whole, gig community. Best thing, worst thing. I'm going to put the uh, link up in one second here for you guys, okay? And if you're new coming in, hit that thumbs up. Appreciate it. Um, what is it? Control V. There it is. Okay, there's the link, and then I'm gonna pin it for you guys. I think I put the link in there, I did, okay. So give me a second, let me pin it for y'all. And we'll see if somebody wants to come up, because we will not be live tomorrow. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve, and I'm gonna be with my lady, my, my girl. Okay, so let's see, let me pin that for y'all. Oh Lord, I'm gonna do that. Okay. StreamYard link is open. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. 
2023, how was it for you? What was your experience like? Give me a good story, something that you liked that happened, something maybe that you didn't like that happened. Uh, Trill Troy, I don't think I did. When did you send it? This moment was GeekCon. Appreciate that, Rideshare. What's up, brother? Rideshare, Rick. All right. Join the live, the pin, the comment. The link is pinned at the top of the comments of the live chat. So go ahead and join in. I'm going to check the score of this football game real quick. Hold on, y'all. Ooh, good game. 17-13. I thought thought Dallas was going to win by more than that, but it looks like anybody's game. Dallas has a ball. Okay, 250. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Okay. Mr. J says, being able to soak in expertise and wisdom from other gig workers, all the flexibility of the gig apps makes me want to explore different markets. Love that. It's a great, it's a great, the, the, not all gig apps are going to be the same in your market. So exploring different apps in different markets and different zones is very, very, very important. Okay. It's been bad, man. I, listen, it's okay. I know you don't want to, you said, hey, I don't want not to be negative. It's been bad, man. It, that's, it's okay. To be, it's okay. It's not okay that it was bad, but I don't look at that as negative. That's your reality was that 2023 in the economy was bad. I feel that, man. There's no shame in saying that. I don't take that as negative. I asked y'all for a reason. I want, I want you guys' honest opinion on how it was. Uh, let's see. Let me read this comment here uh, from, is that Jesse? No, post. Josie, I think that's how you say it. Pedro, I follow your advice for a while, but I have to give up on DoorDash. My market is so dead. I'm going to start looking for a new job tomorrow. I don't blame you, man. I'm sorry that that was your experience. I hear you. Markets can be very different. All right. I see a few people that are popped up here. I see Trill Troy. I see Bud Soda. But did your hair get longer? I thought you said you got a haircut. Your hair looks longer. What are you talking about, dude? Somebody else was there. I'm going to wait a second to give them a chance to try to pop back in. I'll bring, I'll give you guys a few minutes here. <laughs> I hear that. Robert James, what's up? How do you juggle two or more apps at the same time? Great question. Um, Mass, try to be really, really good at one and then keep both of them on and then take the best offer from each. And when you become really good, you can take two apps at one time if it's going in the same direction, but that takes a little bit of time. Appreciate uh, Leonardo Gomez for the $4.99. Thank you. Bro, what do you think happens I was getting really good offers last two weeks. Has been terrible. A friend been getting more good. Uber Eats. Something on my account? I don't know. I don't know. What market are you in? SpongeBob, what's the game plan for next year? Ooh, I'll share that in the community post in the next few days. I got some I got some big goals. Lofty, lofty goals. Javier says, Pedro, I'm in a big city, but Instacart is not sending me nothing good. What up, Brandon? How you doing? Customers suck, and DoorDash says Uber sucks even more. Most customers are good people, but the ones that suck are the, the bad ones are the ones that tend to stick out because they're just trash, right? So I, I can relate to that, though. All right, I see Cheeky Chops as well. What up, what up, what up? How you doing? How you doing? I'm going to bring all you guys up at one time. Trill Troy, I don't know if you've been on this channel um, before. I can't remember. Let me know in the comments if you have. If you have, you don't have to show your face. If you haven't, you got to show your face. That's just how I do it here for the first time, at least, okay? Um, but Soda's been on here before, I know. Cheeky Chops, I know you from the comment section. And plus, I can see your face, so you're good. Troy, Troy, I don't know if you've been on this channel before or not. Um, 
Oh, Troy exited out. He can come back in, but you got to show your face. What up, Fox 7? Let me bring in Bud Soda real quick. Let me get the headsets on. See what you guys got to say about 2023. All right. I'm bringing you guys up at the same time. It's Bud Soda. Pictures are getting worse. Howdy. Sorry, I, I have COVID, so I may sound like uh, really bad. Apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, no. to hear Yeah, I'm going through it, huh? Oh, jeez. Yeah, you could. I mean, how long have you? How long? How long have you had it now? For how many days? Um, Friday. So a couple days. I went to Walgreens and tested positive, and it's just been hell. Like just now, for the first time, I'm. I mean, you can still tell my voice is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, just now, I'm feeling a little bit better, thank God. But horrible yeah. stuff, dude. Horrible. Right. Blood soda. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Hanging out with a buddy. We're eating. Having a couple beers and um, it just died out completely by market, so why not? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Trill Troy real quick too. Let me see this. Let me see who is here. Uh, Trill, can you hear us? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, man. I can hear you. How you doing? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. But so, are you at the house or are you at a restaurant? I'm at a friend's house. <clears throat> oh yeah, a friend's house. Okay. What are you guys having for dinner? Um. Chicken bacon ranch and um, some chicken tenders. Just just some basic stuff and lunch lights. Sounds lots. good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll start with Cheeky Chops first, and then we'll go to uh, uh, True Troy and Bud Soda. So Cheeky, man, how how was twenty twenty three for you? Doesn't sound like you're ending it in a great way, but give me give me a just give me a rundown of how you how the year went for you in the gig economy. Um, well, first of all, I've been in this gig economy since the inception of Uber. Um, so. It's over 12 years, probably for me. Yeah. So I, rem- I remember um, the gig economy um, in its best of times when people were lining out of Uber uh, Uber hubs, literally like miles down the road, just to be able to get on the platform. It was that much mm-hmm. of a like, everyone and their mother was, you know, $3 in f- New York City, $3.45 a mile. Yeah with multipliers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's not what it used to be, but I was just, I was like to share, share a positive story. Please do. <laughs> um, and the, anything gig related, right? Doesn't have to be DoorDash, right? No, whatever you got, man. That's all good. Okay. Um, so I had this like hatred towards like, you know, obviously we all do, you know, these, you know, if you know, you know, right? If you're there mm-hmm. 10 years ago, you know, that it's not nearly what it is today, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And I was, I, I have a lot of medical issues. And um, so I can't be, if I'm stuck somewhere, um, it's a big deal to me. I am in major medical problem. If I can't get off and I was on an island in Florida and you have to pay a toll to get on this island. And I left my keys in my car and it was tucked underneath something so it couldn't register that the keys were in the car so it locked and i'm oh. sitting and i'm sitting there all i have is of my phone and i'm like oh my god i'm like literally crying because i don't want to give too much information out but it's yeah. bad right it's yeah. i i can get into serious issues so i had no options left and i was like panicking and 
it would start to rain, et cetera, et cetera. And what happened was I called Uber. I had literally hardly any service, but for some reason I was able to get an Uber driver. And what Uber driver you know would actually go out to an island that he has to pay a toll oh, first. Most most never, wouldn't. No. Never would do that, right? I would I wouldn't take that in a million years, right? Because yeah. then they cancel and then you're out ten dollars, like no thanks. Yeah. And for some odd reason, this guy could barely speak English. He came and he got me. He took me an hour and a half back to my apartment to get the my keys, another set of keys, and then he came back. And like that was the same I mean, I I'll never forget I tipped that guy fifty dollars. Yeah, for his troubles on top of the you know the, the huge fare that he got, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, I hate you Uber, but my god, you are so special today. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I mean, don't you think sometimes well, it comes? I mean, I think there are a lot of people that have maybe not that same exact story, but a similar story where they needed a food delivery, a ride share, they needed yes. something to get them out of a, a trouble or something, right? Yeah, especially yeah. during the last couple of years, pandemic and all that, people needed us. Right. Yep. And sometimes we needed the people that were doing the work that we were doing. So what it sounds like you're kind of telling us, you know, totally, you know. So I was like a company that I've grown to, you know, have this double edged sword with came to my rescue in my, you know, my biggest uh, time of like fear because, yeah. uh, you know, like kind of long story short, I can't go to the bathroom properly anymore. I have a lot of issues. Right. And I get nauseous, I vomit and yeah. TMIs, right? So, having said that, when I'm out in the blue, um, it can get really bad really quick for me. And Uber to the rescue, he literally came onto the island, paid the toll. I got in his car and I was like, oh my God, I can't thank you enough, my man. I was like, I cannot save my life, bro. And then that was it. There was no ta taxis, don't go onto this island. Yeah. Nor normal taxis. So, like there was one, he, was, he he told me that he was about to go home. There was like one driver. That's how secluded the island was, and he and he came and got me. It was a miracle. So that was great. I pre Listen, there. I appreciate that positive story, man. I like I like yeah. how you share it. And, you know, it, it meant something to you for sure. So let me go yeah. to uh, Tro Troy. Tro Troy, man, what what was twenty twenty three like for you, man? Any highs? Any lows? Share share something with us. Um, so I moved uh, across the country. So yeah, you know, you yeah, if you move across country, you know, like it's very costly. So mm. yeah, I, I spend up most of my savings to move from Texas to Georgia. So when mm. I got to Georgia, I my I'm in the Savannah area, so it's okay. a smaller market, right? So when I got here, I didn't know like what I could do, right? Like, cause I was a I was doing I was a full time Uber driver slash instacart i would do instacart sometimes yeah but i i i rarely do doordash but i did doordash as soon as i moved back here because uh registration reasons like i didn't have my registration yet in georgia yeah. so I couldn't do you, didn't, you didn't have it in order to do the ride share right yeah you got to get you got to change your registration in order to do yeah. Uber when you change states yeah so yeah i got on doordash uh i started to do uber eats again so I did Uber Eats in 2021, but I changed uh, to Rideshare, and then uh, I did it. I did Instacart mostly full time, and yeah, it's been it's been it has its up and down. But that was like I moved here in uh, March, 
So it was going into the summertime. And if anybody knows, like the Savannah area, Hilton Head, and um, like over here in the water, everybody comes here during the summertime. Yeah. So I moved from Dallas, and Dallas was like Dallas, like I had no choice basically, but to if I want to do gig work, well, I had a choice. Everybody has a has a has a choice, but the the highest paying app for me in Dallas was Uber. I wanted to do Instacart because I'm an Instacart fiend, but Uber just paid eight. It just paid the best over there, so that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Instacart was horrible in Dallas. DoorDash was horrible. Uh, some people was horrible. don't. You know, it, it's funny to hear you to hear you share your perspective in in two different markets too, because a lot of people don't like Instacart. I didn't love it at first. I don't mind it now. I think I think right. you can get really good orders there, and the cash flow can be good, and you don't have to drive a lot of miles sometimes. And you know, some people love DoorDash, and other ones are like, I hate it. There's no money here. Some people do right. ride share and we're like, I would never have somebody in my car. You know, so I, I like to hear your perspective because it's it's unique in three different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do everything. Like I literally, yeah, I will literally whatever. So if if this app's not good this day, I will literally pivot to yeah. Walmart Spark or I will pivot to like Amazon Flex. Like I'll I will literally do anything to make my daily goal of three hundred. That's my goal yeah. every day, three hundred. So that's a big but goal. yeah, I moved to it is a big goal and it's hard a lot of days, especially like right now because it is it's the winter over here, right? So yeah. I feel like it's I feel like a lot of people are doing more gig work over here now too because yeah, Christmas and all that and you know, end of the year, people trying to get extra money. And yep. then also like it's that that combined with it's not a lot of like it's not the the outsiders ordering because they're not here. Mm-hmm. So then it's not a lot of work to go around. So it is tough, mm-hmm. but I, I always find a way every day. I find a way every day. And then if I don't, I just chalk it up and then come back out. That's the mindset. And yeah. that's the mindset you got to have. I think winners have that mindset. I, I, I think it's really easy to be negative. And we're going to have moments where, where negativity is going to be suiting and it's okay to be upset. But you got to you gotta understand we got to live to find another day and you got to go get that exactly. money. Whatever app is going to pay you that day, that's the app you're going to turn on or that's the app you're going to work more you know if there's some kind of crazy incentive or there's something going on in your area to where the yep, weather's yep. bad instacart might be better or there's something going on so ride share is going to kick in um i think that you know the mindset that you have is going to be the one that's going to suit you the best you know uh real quick i just want to say thank you for the 9.99 to read this comment um uh started multi-apping since i got my spark driver account live from the waitlist and i earned 1k for this week alone with doordash that's what's up man one case, one K in a week's good for a lot of people. A lot of people. Let me kick it to my man, Bus Soda. Bus Soda, get that chicken, bacon, ranch out your mouth or whatever you're eating over there. Tell us. Uh, so, how was 2023 for you? Because you gave it a dumb down in the chat, right? So, why was it bad for you? What happened this year that I, made it a thumbs down for you? I didn't make my goals, and then I got sick, um, like halfway into the first week of December, and then right after that, like. The app was going crazy, you know. DoorDash gives that very busy notification. We all know that one, and yeah, I couldn't go. I tried to go out like halfway in. I mean, I probably had the flu. I'm pretty sure of it. And my body's like, nope, you're gonna go sit your lay your butt down at home and sip on tea and soup. And um, so I did, and uh, I lost a lot of money that way. And I'm not anywhere near my 100k, but even with um, the last week and a half has been very, very slow. Um, Christmas was okay, but the problem is everyone shut their stuff down and, uh, it hurt me 
I probably could have made 300 plus that day if people didn't shut their stuff down, but yeah, <clears throat> they didn't come back online till like 9:45, 10, and by then people stopped looking at the app. And are you talking about uh, merchants kind of shutting the app off? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Got it. So yeah, customers stopped looking, and I got the last couple orders in. I made like 248 bucks um, between you know the app. So um, it is what it is. But uh, we all persevere. Tell the audience. So 2023, what you didn't monetarily hit your goal. So are there some things in 2024 that you're going to look at differently to have a different year? Oh, yeah. Like um, I'm going to double down on my uh, personal shopping and um, pick up. And um, I think that's going to be a great thing to grow with dumpling. And um, hopefully Holly can help can get kickstarted on that. And I already do some. And i'll tell you some weeks it rescues your week and um mm -hmm. like if i have to go five times for one client and there's anywhere from 100 to 200 dollars depending on what they need and <clears throat> that don't sound like much but like i know a lot of people do 200 and go home me not so much i don't like that but lately i've been if it's not hitting i don't stay out or i don't come out until it does like today i waited until a big one came in 42 dollar two-store triple on Instacart. You know, I got to tell you, shopping's where it's at. And I, mean, I kind of went from there. I grabbed the roadie from Track Supply next door, which is basically next door to the Aldi, in between the Walgreens and the Aldi. And <clears throat> you can, you like, I, I'm the crazy guy. Don't be me doing seven ass. But if you can, like Aldi, you can grab a DoorDash and an Instacart like Pedro and I do. Like learn how to do that and you're probably gonna make some decent money. And I just think that grocery last mile catering is the way to go. I have been going out of town. I did it for tax benefit reasons more so, but then again, I could just go there, quickly make a hundred bucks, grab like a big Instacart on my way north, a couple of DoorDash or Ubers on my way down and up before I get the big shop. And then I go home, maybe grab something for a personal client and keep going through dinner shift and make my money that way um you know making 300 dollars has been a struggle lately and that's like my bare minimum that i like to get like today yeah. i only did 206 but it is what it is if, if it died off and i had a friend saying he wanted to hang out it's almost new year's so overall my opinion is on those days where you can still make some really good cash flow and and and, and then have friend time or family time that's a win man you know that's how i look at it but that that you know that's just well, me I, I agree so my point is is that the food apps are just filler and mm. look more of the shopping side and if you have like i in your agree area, it's been like that if you yeah. have in your area like the doordash option to go shop only like uber has maybe just turn that option on and just keep all the shop shopping apps open like Uber, DoorDash, and Instacart, and see what and Spark, see what you can get. And I can tell you, you can get some incredible stuff that way. Like my buddy got one that was going way north, but it was paying 25 bucks, and he happened to grab an $8 Target across the street that was going eight miles north as well, but it was like three items. So he was in and out in five minutes. So why not? I and did a, I did a 55. <clears throat> 
I did a $55 spark not too long ago. And then while I was finishing the spark as I was coming out, it was a $20 Instacart for five items, one mile going the same direction. Dang. That's yeah, killer. So that's man. Usually you don't get $70 that right there. But yeah. like, I, I'm talking like, say you were on a $15 DoorDash at Aldi for eight miles or whatever, and you're coming back from the neighborhood and it's going north. But then Instacart procs a 10 for 10, but it's also going north. You're already traveling four and a half miles that direction. So why wouldn't you grab that 10 for 10? That's a few items. And that's just the way I want people to look at things. You got to think outside the box to make your money. Like, oh, that's trash. But it's not trash because you're already there. Can I I've been talking about shopping uh, for the last six months. I think shopping's where it's at. Uh, Go ahead, uh, whoever. Sorry I interrupted. Go ahead. Can I answer your question you asked, uh, Bud Soda, about what did you say about uh, what you're going to do differently or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So I asked him, you know, 2023, he didn't hit his monetary goal. So he looked at it as kind of like a not a great year. So I, you know, what would, is there anything that you're going to do different in 2024 as well? Well, I didn't hit my monetary goals either. I actually think. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything, but I actually think I lost money, like a couple thousand at least, because I got sick a lot this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what was up with this year. Like, I got I was just six two weeks ago with COVID, and it's like, why? But, um, I'm starting trucking school on Tuesday, so I will no longer be in the gig space. But it was a fun three. It was a fun three years, but. I want to get paid more for my mileage, and I feel yeah. like that's the best way yeah. Yeah. to go. So, do you get onto a spot to where you have any kind of like sign-on bonus? I know some of those trucking agencies do that. Uh, I'm looking around the company yeah. that I want to go with right now is Prime Trucking because they train you for fifty thousand miles with somebody else, and I feel like I want that training. I want somebody that can teach me the ropes instead of just getting thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you said you thought you think you lost a couple thousand. Are you saying you were short a couple thousand of your yearly earnings? Is that what you're talking about? I mean, about? I, I don't think I know because I was sick a lot. When okay. When you miss those weeks, when you miss those weeks, I mean, unless you may go out and double your money, which is, <laughs> that's why I want to get into trucking because it's like, in trucking, you can make like, because I, I have a lot of trucking buddies. In trucking, you can make 1500 this week, right? But then the next week, you can just be continuously running, 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 and running. Then you out of nowhere, you got a six thousand, eight thousand dollar check. Yeah. You can't do that really in the gig economy. It's like you can only make you can work you work sixty hours and still not even make like two thousand. Right. Yeah. I mean be slow. in the food delivery last mile, the money's not gonna be you know, not those big checks, right? Um I think in some of the some of the box truck, cur- cargo van, like some of those, you know, you might be able to take some larger loads, not as much as a, a big rig, but, you know, you might be able to have a check week to week that sometimes can be kind of big. But, yeah, when you're delivering McDonald's and Chipotle, even catering, you ain't hitting them kind of numbers, you know? If you got right. mid-sized SUVs, there's a lot in the, in the south there, in the southeast, there's a lot of last mile stuff there. You just got to research into it. I think Side Hustle 24 slash 7 is one of those channels. He, he lists a lot of that kind of stuff. So you can just, like, go look up. You'll have, like, 10 of the week or whatever. And um, definitely look into that because last mile, I'll tell you, it's not much. But I love when I can get, like, a quick $15 
tractor supply or an eighteen dollar Walmart or uh, Lowe's and Home Depot pay really good, but they're far and few between. You got to watch those Lowe's mm-hmm. one though and Home Depot because the dimensions won't be there, and they'll say no bigger than forty eight inches. You get there, it's six by six. It's six foot by six foot. <laughs> they had a six foot by seven foot one day, and they said no bigger than forty eight inches. I was like, oh man. Luckily, I could get out of it because they lied to me about the dimensions, and I came back later when it was for more money, and I had to split it with somebody. So, I I broke broke pretty decent on that. I made fifty bucks in an hour and twenty minutes, so I can't complain. <clears throat> but like, you got to look into those kind of things. If you got a midsize SUV, you can do a lot of them. And if you got a roof rack, hey, learn how to use some ratchet straps. Uh, Cheeky chops, are you still with us? Yeah, I am. Hey, I want to give you the floor. I'm going to round out the little panel here, but any 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 final thoughts or last things you want to say about this year or things that, you know, are you looking towards anything in 2024 to do differently? Um, the floor is yours, my man. Um, not really. I, I was, I had, a, I've always had this thought that maybe, like, what do you think of this, right? I mean, it would be a huge undertaking, right? But, and I don't know if it's even feasible or possible. I was thinking, like, spend, like, two or three months, right? And go sit at Chipotle or outside and see dashes getting food and try to mingle with them and get them in, like, a club where you keep adding to this club, right, of phone numbers, and we become, like, a club, Right? where we start working together, you know, like the surge club kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. We can, and I know in bigger, you know, I, I'm in a very small kind of knit community kind of thing where that may be able to come. I, I realize you can't really do that in a big city. Right. But um, I was just thinking like, go sit at these places and try to talk to dashers. And I'm like, you accept this order for $2. Like let's, 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 let's earn more. You know what I'm saying? And, and try to somehow get like a like a fight club going. Do you know what I'm saying? By hanging out at all these restaurants and 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 trying to inform dashers and saying, you know what, let's do this or let's all turn off our apps, you know, get like 100, 200 guys under under the, the wing and then be like, OK, let's check this out, guys. Let's all turn off our apps at the same time or whatever and drive these drive these, you know work against the algorithm basically they're trying to screw us let's try to you know get together and screw them <laughs> kind of a thing we're just yeah, I yeah think we're it, worth. it would be a huge undertaking i've i mean i've made videos talking about no tip no trip don't take these two three dollar orders and they don't go anywhere because people are still taking them you know i yeah. think to your point it would have to literally be boots on the ground yes thousands of different people in thousands of different markets sitting at a chipotle for a couple of months and seeing a couple hundred drivers in those couple of months and saying, hey, what, you know, having a conversation. But even then it could be hard because, you know, you might be speaking to somebody that just doesn't understand you. They don't care. They're just like, I don't care. I'll get, you know, I'm going to get a cash tip or they're new or they're, so it would be. Or or they don't even speak English, you know? Yeah. And I can't even communicate with them. Yeah. The most most common one I get is, um, oh, I just do this on a side and they don't care they just brush you off so at the same yeah. time you really can't fight that but go ahead i'm sorry no i wasn't saying anything good 
I, I, that was just my idea. Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. I, I always try to like, you know, look at the situation and be like, how can I, how can I fight back? You know, how can I, you know, I was like, I'll sit there at Chipotle, wait on these DoorDashers to come, wait on these whatever, and be like, hey, can I get your number? I'm also a DoorDasher, and I think we can somehow get together and, you know, and just keep going and, and try that. I don't know. This is what I would say to that. There was a group of individuals in New York City, and they were able to, it took them a few years, band together. Um and they've had some legislation passed. And so a lot of the legislation we see was from this group of workers. And they got together, they would have meetings and they would talk and they would go to places and talk to drivers and band together. And some would say, well, that sounds like a union, Pedro. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's what these guys did. And they were able to get tip transparency passed. I, I think in large part, the, the legislation that was forced in New York City was from this group of people. And it always yeah, that, starts that's from a couple of people and it takes years to get this stuff done. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a huge undertaking, like some people in the chat are saying, but you know, I'm always to this point, I'm not that guy. I'm not an advocate. I'm not, I'm just, that's just not who I am. Right. I think some people tell me that they wish I was like that, but I'm just not that guy, not for this kind of work, but I get the people that are passionate about it to want to do that. If that's your thing, Hey, you know, your passions are your passions. You know what I mean? Um, but we've seen that work, it, you know, a lot of other people have tried and they failed, you know, so it just depends. I think that would be hard to do. Plus, if you were to do that, you're obviously then losing out on money because you're spending your time talking to these individuals versus working the apps. And most drivers need to go out there and just work the apps to make the money. So it's, a, you know, it's a tough spot. You know, I think that's why in some ways we're so divided because there's a lot of drivers, as many that don't want legislation. There are enough that do want some kind of legislation or some kind of protections, you know. So I think we're going to continue to hear this in 2024 and beyond where we're kind of split in that regard. Where people, Some people want this, some people want that. Um, it's an interesting take, though. I appreciate you coming up with that yeah. respect. Yeah, I, I totally wish that, you know, like places like Florida um, were more like, you know, New York. I mean, they're like, what, $29 now, an active hour? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care if it's active, if it's whatever, $29 an active hour, you're going to be active in New York City, right? <laughs> there's, no, there's 100%. It doesn't matter what you take. It literally doesn't matter because you're basing it on minute. Every minute you're making 50 cents almost, right? So right. it doesn't matter what, and there's no, it doesn't matter. If anything, right. some, you're on a moped and say, oh, I got to go six miles in Manhattan. Okay, that's going to take me 45 minutes. Okay, well, I'm making $22. <laughs> it doesn't fantastic fantastic $22 for that order basically exactly. to do one thing so yeah. it's like you know these you know it's it's wild it's wild but the new thing cost of living is way different than all of ours that's so. i was just about to say it's like if you go for a hot pastrami on rye from Cat's deli it'll cost you 25 30 <laughs> you know exactly exactly in st louis i i can get a similar sandwich for probably 15 bucks yeah. right Yep. There's no cat here, but you get what I'm saying. I can have lunch for you know for that amount of money, right? Yeah, but it's all relative, right? Yeah, for for sure, for sure. Uh, Trill Troy, what about you, man? Some final thoughts? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Um, so I'm just happy to uh like finally start a new like venture in my life, like uh like possibly an actual career. I mean, I don't know if it'll be an actual career, but 
yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. And I still might do like gig work like on my off days and stuff, but I mean, let's be real. We I mean, even if we become like I believe if most of us even became like millionaires, we'd probably still be out there at least do like one order a year or something like that. <laughs> it's an addiction, man. You're right. It's an addiction, right. bro. It is an addiction, bro. It's not like work for a lot of us. It's not like working at all. You know what I'm saying? You're just right. hanging out, listening to music in your car, you know, making, you know, I don't know. But um, but um, something like uh, opened my eyes today. So I sent you an email on it, Pedro, but I, I was real emotional about it earlier. But now I'm kind of like looking at it like, I mean. Oh, uh, true. I think we lost you. Man. Yeah. Hold on. We'll give we'll give him a minute. We'll see if he comes back. But Soda, some final thoughts while while Trill's getting the connection back. Um, I'm just gonna say is I think the best course of action is to go look beyond the apps, use them as a tool to get yourself in a better place. Um, mm. and we always call it a stepping stone. So why aren't we leveling up and doing things ourselves? Like I, you know, me with my personal clients, and then you're the go-to guy for the restaurants. Like they ask for you when they can't have a, a catering or it doesn't make sense to the app. Like, yeah, they, they don't go there, but the customers don't want that. So I'm hey, it go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, true. We lost you there for a minute. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear me? We can. We Go ahead, Buster. All right, I'll I'll say this real quick. Is um, just uh, look outside what you might be comfortable with. I know a lot of people don't like shopping, um, but it's a way to go and get on the last miles. Like even just roadie and um, point pickup. Yeah, you might see ninety nine percent trash, but there's some hidden gold out there. So go find those gold veins, guys. Um. I hope for a successful 2024 with everybody, including myself. Um, my goals are a little ambitious, but um, I'm going to be crestfallen if I don't grow more. Uh, I really think that there's more to this than the food delivery side doing $4 door dashes all day. So there's bigger money to be had. And like I said, $100, $200 extra a week, that's a whole day's earnings for a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely look into it, guys. Take care. Good, good point. Uh, Troy, Troy, I'm gonna unmute you here and give you the. Where you at here? Hold on one second. Uh, oh, hold on. Oh. Do I sound better now? You do, and I got, I got, I see Chris and Roy. I see you. Just, I'm gonna bring you up in one second. I'm gonna let, I'll bring you guys up as part of the second half. Okay. Uh, True. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me. Uh, I think you were, you were talking there, and you completely went out. What's the last thing you heard? So uh, we, you were kind of talking about you're excited on getting into something else, trucking and things like that. Oh, yeah, I was saying I was excited to get into trucking. Did you hear me talk about the Instacart order I was talking about? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay, so I was saying, like, I had a real, like, eye-opener today. Uh, So I took an a Instacart order that was... um. Twenty-one dollars, mm-hmm. and it was fifteen miles. And the store was in South Carolina. I'm in mm-hmm. Georgia, right? So, 
I knew the Piggly, it was a Piggly Wiggly's. I knew it was a Piggly Wiggly's by her house. So I'm thinking to myself, why is it trying to get me to go to South Carolina? Yeah. When it's a Piggly Wiggly right by her house. And I know the lady was thinking that too when she placed the order. Like she, she thought she placed the order at the one by her house, which was only like 0.7 miles. So I, I go to that store and I get in a chat and I'm I'm telling them like, hey, and I did an Instacart order at this, at this Piggly Wiggly's before. I'm saying, hey, um, can it's not letting me start the order. Uh, at this store, it doesn't make sense to go all the way to South Carolina when I could just shop it here, right? Yeah, yeah. So the dude's like, oh, I understand, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to cancel this order for you. I'm like, why? I'm, I'm literally trying to shop it. He's like, oh, because it's an error. It's a it's an error batch or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, don't worry. You're going to be compensated, right? And I was like, uh, I don't. I look. I went back into the app. I was like, I don't see compensation after he canceled it. Yeah. And then it was, uh, it was fifteen dollars. Mm. He gave me fifteen dollars, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that. I didn't, I didn't shop the batch or anything, but I was waiting for like 20, 30 minutes where I could have been on another order. So I was it's, like, I'll take that. So, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they gave you fifteen bucks. No, listen, <laughs> listen. That's not at all. The story's not over. So I, I'm doing another Instacart batch at Publix mm -hmm. and I go to look at my earnings and I notice that the $15 is gone. So I get into the uh, chat and I'm telling them like, hey, you guys gave me $15 and it's gone. It's not on my account anymore. And then they're basically saying uh, they canceled the batch because of late arrival or something like that, right? So what? the previous agent, listen, bro, this is crazy. The previous agent must have canceled it wrong in the system. And then it made it look like it was like some type of like, I don't know, fraud or something like that. Or I don't know. So they took the $15 back. I don't know. But they, they were they were basically like they were ignoring. I, I would kept bringing up the $15. They were ignoring the $15 the whole time. They were just That's saying, oh, the batch was canceled because it is. The batch was canceled because it is. And I'm yeah. getting mad. I'm like. Yo, y'all literally like basically gaslighting me. Like, yo, you really like gaslighting me, not even acknowledging the fifteen dollars, yo. And then like basically That's the dude said he said, Yeah, yo, batch got canceled because of this. He said he said it again after saying it like the fifth time and he ended the chat. I couldn't say anything else. And I was like, see this right here is exactly I almost why. feel like I almost feel like Troy, I almost feel like it just depends on what kind of agent you get. I've had bad I've had good experiences, you know. It's like for me, we've all been that stuff. You know, you, you're spending time on something, you're not getting any money. And when I accept right. like, whether it's five dollars or fifty dollars, I already got that in my pocket. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't, like, oh I'm gonna do this work, I'm gonna get this. I feel for them, but the court agents they don't even work for the company. They're like us, and they're in other countries, and they can't help us, and sometimes they can, and super frustrating for sure. Yeah, man. And then I I put it I put the post on Reddit, right? Yeah. And they just went in on me, man. Oh, I'm sure they did. No, bro. People <laughs> was like, "Oh, you're crying about fifteen dollars," uh, and I was like. <laughs> It's not even about the fifteen dollars. It's about how they was treating me, man. Like, yeah, no. literally, I like, so. it, it's it's about the fact that they took it away. Like, yeah, yeah. How you just gonna take it away? 
No, I feel, listen, man. I've been I've been mad for less. You know, for me, it's about it's about the time and the frustration and the energy than than the money. Sometimes, you know what I mean. At least for me. But listen, and I'm not really on Reddit, but like Reddit, it's different. <laughs> Reddit is more cutthroat than YouTube. I think when they come at you in the comments, you know. So when you put stuff on Reddit, you got definitely got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, sorry if my mic is uh, bad quality. I'm no, you're 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 good, man. Hey, listen, be safe. Have a good rest yes, of the night. Sir. I got guys waiting. I'm gonna bring them up. Bring them yes, up. Sir. I appreciate you sharing your insights. I appreciate you, man. All right, that is Troy. So I see Roy and my boy, uh, Chris Boy from Australia. We got a Las Vegas native representing Las Vegas pretty well, actually. And we got somebody representing Australia. So let's bring them up on the, the live panel. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? What's going on, Pedro, man? It's New Year's Eve over here, man. We are in high spirits. So we're just a little bit ahead of you guys. But um, yeah, I'm uh, already starting the celebrations. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'll be there tomorrow night. That's why I'm doing it to Saturday Night Live, not the Sunday, because I will be Perfect. tomorrow. You know what I mean? Perfect. Perfect. Roy. Roy's from Las Vegas, the, the, the city of celebration. So what's up, Roy? How you doing, man? We're doing good, man. Want to say happy new year to all you gig employees out there. I hope you have a good uh good night. So all good. That's hilarious. So I'm gonna start with Chris first, man. Chris, um, I'm gonna ask both of you guys the same question. How was 2023 for you? What a year, man. Um, that's all I can say. Um, it has ups, it had its downs. Um, I think for myself personally, um, I had an absolute banger of a year across on the gig apps. Uh, you know, I, I paid for a holiday across to Thailand doing and stuff like that. So it was my first overseas holiday as an adult. Uh, yeah. So I managed to achieve that through gig driving, man. I was like, that's sweet. That's awesome. Um, I think in Australia, and it might be a kind of a similar story in America. It was definitely the year of shop and delivers. So in Australia, it's just rolled out this year in Australia. First time going out to supermarkets, doing the big grocery shops, at our major chains and stuff like that. And when it first kicked off, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we were getting paid shitloads. Um, we were getting 30, 40, 50, 60, even as high as 70 bucks per delivery. Uh, and this will rev the chat up a little bit. Zero tips. That's just paid by the companies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah no tips on that. Uh, customers just don't tip over here. I get like, maybe a 2% tip rate on any delivery I do. Uh, but yeah. we're getting paid massive out from the gig companies for doing these shopping things because they wanted to build the trust with the major shopping trains and uh, shopping chains in Australia. Uh, and then as time went on, drivers got used to doing it. We got faster. We got more efficient at it. Uh, probably about halfway through the year, the pay started to drop. And we've just been seeing a decline in the pay going down now to where it's not as exciting, but it's still still okay. But yeah, that's, I guess, a tactic that you guys in America are probably aware of. Uh, when things are going too good, generally there's something coming around the corner. And we're seeing yep. that corner now where the, the pay is declining fast. Yeah. Well, it seems like in Australia, it was a newer territory for DoorDash. So, you know, and the tipping culture is different than it is in America. It is what it is, right? So they they needed to pay you guys well to keep you on, right? To keep you keep to keep the app on. And then now that more drivers are now looking at it in Australia as a way of making income, they've kind of leveled it out. Yes, yeah, spot on. Because if you can imagine, we've got two major uh, supermarket chains here. Uh, we've got Woolworths and Coles. They're our two big boys. And if the gig apps fail to have their delivery drivers uh, coming out to actually service these orders, 
they just turn around and say, you know, get out of here. Um, we'll just cancel all of our contracts, use it done, and we'll just use our delivery trucks ourselves to do yeah. this. So they, yeah. they had to perform and they needed their drivers there on time, fast and shopping quick. Um, but we'll see how that goes. A big observation I saw around Christmas uh, because of our first year doing shop and delivers to the extent in Australia was the Christmas shopping rush. And all of our supermarkets completely fill up. Uh, we, we're talking like 50 deep in lines across it for people shopping for food. Oh, and fuck. yeah, and it's like, I, I was just looking at it. I was like, if I was out shopping right now, I would power shop through my thing, but then I'll be spending 30 minutes to an hour standing in a line to go through checkout. And it's no. not worth it. Um, and I, I'm sure that many drivers got burnt this year doing it because it was our first year going through this. Yeah. They would have been like, yeah, I'm standing in lines, great paying order. An hour later, they're like, that was not great uh, for my time invested into this one. So I think a no. lot of people got burnt and these gig companies need to figure out how to address that in the following year. Um, I, I don't know if America's addressed that yet. Um, do you just get like major rushes on the food shopping and stuff like that right on the, the lead up Christmas Eve and the day before where everything's yeah. jammed? I think in a lot of markets, yeah. Um, I've noticed it in St. Louis. Um, there are certain times of the year seasonally where the lines are just stupid. They're just dumb. And, and even sometimes out of season, the lines are just stupid. But um, in America, some people don't want to work. so Or the company doesn't want to pay you, so that's why they don't want to work. It, you know, it's just it's a little different over here, I think. I think there's a lot of similarities, but little yeah. little different. The shopping here has been a little weird. We have a lot of self-checkouts, and it's just strange here. I don't know. Um, Roy, what about you, man? 2023. I feel like a lot's happened for you, bro, in 2023. Bro, you know, it's been besides. Oh, and one thing I wanted to say real quick to the Australian guy. I've always wondered what happened to Woolworths. Because I don't see Woolworths anywhere yeah. in America anymore. Now we yeah. now we know they went to Australia. Uh, but <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, I was glad to uh, but yeah, you know me. You know I've been through all the drama on YouTube. YouTube cost me my job because um, somebody you know but did listen, what they did. Talk about that. So, real quick. That happened this year. That was part of your story. So you want to share that? Yeah. With Go ahead. Yeah, I, I you know I was on a live stream on another person's live stream, and I just happened to have my phone on me doing a delivery. Um, no, there was no intentions on doing anything bad with the delivery. I just happened to have my phone on me. Went up to do delivery and got a, a confrontation with the customer because they were trying to accuse me of stealing their tip money or their change. And uh, I was asked several times to give them their change. And my hands are full. Tried to explain, hey, I, my hands are full. I'll give it to you when I'm done. The wife decided to come out and call me an asshole. I called her the C word and told them, go screw themselves. I don't need their $7 and I'll wipe my ass with your $7. And um that caught having to get clipped on YouTube and was given to this other person as a gift of something being funny. Some other content creator that didn't like me, still don't like me to this day, took it and sent it to the corporate office and I got mm. fired. Mm. So that's what happened there. Um, you that, but you know what? It put me in a better job. I'm in a lot better job. Um, I'm doing a lot better. Like I said, man, these people have been trying to beat me down since day one, bro. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. So, no, I, I feel other you. than that, it's all good. Uh, yeah, guys like us, it's not gonna. You know, we might be affected by it because it, yeah. it's, things happen. But you just—I was gonna ask you: Do you think you would have done anything differently, knowing that you know, oh, I'm gonna lose my job? But it sounds like you're no. saying you got a better job now. So, talk to me about that. Would you? Would you go back and change that or not? Well, well. And, and something, it was a great thing because it led me to a better job. 
So it was a good thing. Would, would I have done this on my own, quit where I was working to go? No, I wouldn't have. You know how you get, you've been in a job four or five years. You get comfortable. You know yeah. the surroundings. You know what's doing. And at being my age, 51, it's hard to find a new work because people look at you as an old man. Like, even though I could run circles around most 20-year-olds when it comes to that type of shit, yeah. um, they look at you, oh, you're old. You're going to have issues, blah, blah, blah. So would I, would I change it? I'm, I've actually said thank you to the people who have done it to me because mm -hmm. you know what? You put me in a better spot. So I thank them for that. I said, you know what? No hard. It is what it is. I don't want to be your best friends. I don't really care. But at the same time, you did me a favor because it's something I wouldn't have done on my own, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's put me in a better spot. I make more money every week. I'm in a much better environment with all the people at the other job that I'm at. We have fun. There's no drama. There's no bullshit. It's yeah. we just have a good old time, do our jobs, all go home and be happy. And that's the what. And I've been working on my weight. As you see, I've lost a lot of weight. Um, yeah. I'm down about 40 pounds from where I was three months ago. So I'm just I'm just grinding it out, man. Doing my best every day. You're, you're down more than 40 from when I first met you, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was oh. up to almost 340 some pounds. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can definitely see it in the face for sure. You oh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's up. You know, I, yeah, think it's funny. I think the three of us have had varying levels of of people that might have an opinion of us or whatever. When you put your when you put your name, your first name on YouTube and you create content like the three of us do and we all might have an opinion or a thought and we say what we feel, it rubs some people the wrong way. Oh. Right. And, and and I've always kind of if I'm being honest. I've always kind of enjoyed it sometimes. It's not always fun, but at the end of the day, like you have to understand that most of the people that come at us, they don't even have their, they don't even have, they don't even, so it's like, you can't take them, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you can't dog me because you don't have your life together. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I went from being homeless four years ago to where I'm at now. Um, you know, my credit's fucking up there again. I did everything necessary to get myself in a big, better position, take care of my mom. That's why yep. I live at home with my mom. Everybody thinks, oh, you live at home. But yeah, I take care of my mother. So I have no problem with that. And later on down the road, you guys will understand how important family is. When, you know, when you're sitting there crying, oh, man, I wish I spent more time with my family. See, I don't have to worry about that. I'm here. I take care of her every day. So this is what it is. Make fun of me all you want. Doesn't hurt my fucking feelings. You know that, bro. I've been, everybody's ripped on me for some. And because I'm so harsh on gig workers, because you know me, personal responsibility is huge. And when I see people like that previous guy, I, I was in the background like, I wish I could have been up there. Because to me, that is the perfect example of when I say you want to be a gig employee. That's a perfect example. Wanting these companies to do everything for you. you what he was saying to me, you're trying to hurt the merchants that one, make sure... See, and that's another thing. Gig workers don't respect the places that they deliver from. I see people yelling and screaming at fucking employees. I see people huffing and puffing. Oh, I'm not getting paid enough. Remember, these are your personal choices. That person making your coffee at Starbucks didn't make you jump in your car and get on that app. So just because, you know, your order ain't ready when you want it to be ready, that's not the employee's problem and that's not the employee's fault. That's your fault. You made this choice. So wait for that order. Quit taking it out on employees. That really pisses me off. And my current job, if you come in as a driver, because we deal with DoorDash, and you mm -hmm. give me that kind of attitude, 
trust me, I'm going to drop your pizza. I'm going to mess everything up. You're going to wait even <laughs> longer if you come at me with that attitude. I'm sorry because we're, we're you know, if I it wasn't for, I think I believe you. <laughs> but dead ass, but dead ass. If it wasn't yeah. for the employee, if yeah. it wasn't behind for those employees behind that counter, you wouldn't have a job. You wouldn't no, be we, out there doing anything. We have, work. Work. we have to do a better job. And I want to get Chris, Chris's opinion on this. This is my opinion. We have to do a better job of working together with the merchants. I've always said that. And I've, I've tipped some of the merchants before. Like I said, I yeah. try to be really fine with them. And if it's taking long, I just leave. I'm not trying to be rude to them because mm -hmm. they have a job to do. And I did that exactly. job, you know? So we have exactly. to do build better relationships yeah. with the people that are helping us make money. Because I look at it like this. If I'm going to pick up some stuff from wherever Roy works, right? If we build a good rapport, right? We're actually helping each other because we both need each other. Delivery yeah. drivers need Roy. And Roy, at his job, needs us because the more orders that I pick up for him is going to keep him more more hours at his job. You know, like we need to help each other out. So I, I do see a lot of dashes, man. They go to to the workers. They got the phone in the face. They don't even say anything. Yeah, it's that's... rude. Like if I worked at yeah, place, but if a dude walked up to me and was just like and didn't say anything, I wouldn't say anything back. <laughs> I would literally, I would just turn around like I have no idea what you can do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Such a there's. In, in the gig community, I see such a lack of respect for W-2 employees. When, when it, in the reality, if it wasn't for these W-2 employees, what would you be doing besides uh, making a bigger ass uh, ass uh, groove in your car seat? You would. That's all you'd be doing. So yeah, let, me, let me say this, though, before I get to Chris. I, I believe that. But I also think there are some places where we go and we're good drivers and we're mm -hmm. respectful and W-2 workers are trash. They go, I think it goes yeah. Yeah, but you also got – I look at it from this point. Okay, let's say Pedro works at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He goes to Chipotle at 2 in the afternoon to pick up an order. How many other pieces of shit gig workers had that have, that employee had to deal with prior to getting to you, Pedro? It's like anything. You have a, you start your day good. Throughout the day, it's going to get worse and worse and worse because people are going to test you. People are going to do whatever. That's the same way it works at W-2 jobs. You know, they start their day at 8 o'clock and from 8.30 to whenever Pedro comes in, they probably had, like you said, people shoving phones in their face, giving yeah. them attitude because the order ain't fast enough. And that's the gig workers. And that's not talking to regular customer that want to come in. Oh, you didn't give me enough ketchup for my fucking French fries. Why are my French fries not piping hot? You know what I'm saying? So by that time, you know. Yeah. If I look at it, when gig workers come to my job, I look at them and say, hey, hey, I do DoorDash, blah, blah, blah. I, I know the struggle. It's going to be an extra five minutes. You know, I let them know that I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I'm, no, I'm giving you. We get, yeah, exactly. We're always doing what we can do together. If you don't want to wait for it, I know you have the ability to cancel, move on. Somebody else come get it. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're too quick to blame other people for our own decisions. Like I said, no W-2 employee, no grocery store, no restaurant ever asked you or put a gun to your head and say, hey, jump in your car and take those $2 orders for us. It's never happened. So you got you to gotta understand, you made that choice. You got to live with that choice or move. Like I used to do DoorDash. I haven't done DoorDash in six months, bro. My last delivery was in July 12th. I haven't mm -hmm. done it because you know why? I, I know how DoorDash is. I know what they are, and I'm not going to beat up my car for $2.25. I know yeah. how to work the app. You know me, bro. I know how to do it. It is what it is. But I'm happy at my other job. I make more than enough money at my other job that I don't need DoorDash. So yeah. I just haven't done it, and that's just the way I look at it. And I made that choice because 
I didn't see any benefit for me. It wasn't giving me the benefit it used to give me. Yeah. Um, so I, I said, fuck it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to find something that's going to pay me better. And that's what I did. And well, so you, that's why I feel like you value time off as well. So for you, it's like, yeah, could Roy could be working right now and go out and make work a few hours and make a hundred bucks. I'm sure you could, but Roy wants to do other things. Right? But you also know Roy almost died twice in his life. So Roy is seeing what it's like to work nonstop, nonstop, get a deadly disease and almost die from it. And then realize, Hey, life is too short to want to work fucking 18 hours a day. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So yeah, that changed my mind. My almost dying twice changed my mindset about what I want to do with my life and my free time. That changed my, that changed directly. And unfortunately, bro, I hate to say this, but it takes something like that to maybe get into people's mind. Hey, what the fuck am I doing working eight days a week, 25 hours every day? You know, it might take something like that, you know, to, to change your mind. Cause that's what it took to change my mind. You figure I own three, I own three businesses. When I got sick, I lost all three businesses cause I got sick. So I know what it's like to put that fucking grind in. And anybody that thinks I didn't own a business, you can actually look it up on Nevada state. I was a business owner. So, so I know what it takes and, you know what? I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to wake up one day, not be able to breathe because, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep or I crashed my car because I, I, I worked 18 hours a day before and I'm tired as hell just to make enough money to scratch the bill, surface of the bills. I'm not going to do that anymore. So, yeah, I hear that. Chris, what do you think, man? In, in Australia, do you guys have this merchant dasher kind of like headbutting sometimes? Like, do, do you feel yeah, that? Yeah, so um, I, I mod on the DoorDash Driver Australia group. I've got 11,000 people in there, um, and I'm running through creating conversation from all the time. I see everything that people are posting up. My yeah. kind of take is, one, Australians are pretty nice people. Um, we're pretty easygoing, how's it going sort of thing. Um, and we've got kind of a mutual level of respect, but it's the 1% of dashes and the 1% of staff at merchants that cause the most damage across the industry. So I'll dig into this a little bit deeper here. So um, if you have a merchant, 1% uh, of the merchants, so one merchant is just terrible in a shitty mood and takes it out on every delivery driver because they feel rushed or whatever's going on in their life and they just take it out. Every delivery driver in there now is kind of, has been uh, infected, I guess, um, from that negative attitude. And they think, fuck this merchant, this is shit, that was crap. And then they'll go into the next merchant and maybe that delivery driver gives um, a little less patience to the next mission they do a pickup from. So it's spread from one to the next. And meanwhile, the other way around is if a dasher comes in demanding, jumping up and down. I, I saw a picture the other day of a driver in a McDonald's who walked around behind the counter in Australia and was checking the bags because he didn't want to wait for the staff. It was like, you can't walk behind the counter, man. Like uh, it was just impatient shit like that. Um, but the stuff that have to deal with that, man, like um, they're like, I'm sick of these delivery drivers. And, and for us, we can switch off and we're like, cool, we've done our dash, we've done our shift today. Uh, tomorrow's another day. Um, but these staff are coming in day after day after day after day, seeing delivery drivers. And if they get a bad taste from one of them, um, it doesn't take too much for them to start getting pissed off. Uh, everyone that comes through, they're like, why always holding a phone in my face like that? Why don't, why don't they treat me like a person? Why are they just demanding? How, why do they just keep asking, how long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? I'll cancel this order. That, that's the worst thing drivers can say. I'll cancel this order if it's not ready. You're not canceling it. You're just assigning a new driver. 
So I, I think some of the phrasing as well from drivers needs to be bang on. Um, so instead of saying, I'm cancelling this order if it's not ready in five minutes, um, say, look, guys, if it's not ready in five minutes, I'm just going to assign another driver and someone else yep. will come through and pick it up. I've got to stay yep. on the road. Easy as that. Like, just the way you phrase it. Yeah. But but I'll, I'll, but I'll double on that. I've always said, and Pedro can contest that drivers are their own worst enemies. Gig workers are their own worst enemies. They cause 99% of the problem a gig worker has is because of their own other gig workers. Well, um, think- and, and that's another thing when I feel that people say that it could be a bad merchant. A lot of these gig workers, they've never been in a restaurant surrounding. He has. Pedro has. So he knows the demands of a restaurant worker. He did, Especially fast food is 10 times worse than what Pedro's had to deal with because you're working nonstop. These guys are on their feet eight hours a day, quarter pounders, french fries, Big Macs, whatever it is. That's eight hours a day. So and with a lot of the gig workers, they don't understand. They don't know what that kind of business, being busy like that is like because they're used to sitting in their car just waiting for the phone to go off. So I think what it boils down to is people, once again, it's all about patience. People are so hustle and bustle anymore. Nobody wants to take the patience anymore. And that, that's the, the basics too, Roy. Like in, in fast food, say McDonald's, you've got the beeping going off constantly for them staff. That's telling them to do something. Um, but from their management, they're prioritized to get that drive through line moving because uh, that's yeah. where their metrics are. Move that drive through line, service customers in the store, service the delivery drivers. Exactly. But drive through has priority. Otherwise, it's going to bank up traffic and no one else can get yep. in here. Yep. So they, they, they've got all these other things that I think some gig drivers aren't thinking about. So it's not all about yeah. us all the time. Um, and, and that's another thing when they don't think. Yeah. And that's another thing they don't think about. They may say, oh, they just don't like drivers. No, you got to remember, they're dealing with customers, too. It's not just drivers they deal with. They're dealing with fucking people that, like you said, they can't wait five minutes for a Big Mac. Their fries aren't hot enough. I didn't get enough sauces with my nuggets. So they're dealing with not only that one percentage of horrible drivers, they're also dealing with that nonstop from other customers. So, you know, the last thing I would expect as a worker that does W-2 that we're doing you a favor. You're making money from us. We don't, the company I work for, we don't need to use DoorDash. We don't need to use DoorDash. We use DoorDash in emergency situations when there may only be one driver at the time. So we don't need DoorDash. So yeah, you might, and and what the company chooses to pay you, that's not the merchant's fault. You can't, you can't blame the merchant because you're making $3 and 25 cents. That's not my fault. I don't own DoorDash. You know what I'm saying? And so to have that attitude that, oh, it's the merchants that piss yeah. me off because I'm only making $3. No, you're making $3 because that's the job you chose to do. Yeah, well, if you're making 3 bucks, you accepted that $3. Exactly. So like, exactly, you know, bro. DoorDash should be ashamed. You know, DoorDash, DoorDash shouldn't, should not send out an order like that. That's my opinion. But if a driver accepts it, that's 100% on you. You know, if you accept the $225, you get mad at McDonald's because it's not ready. That's on you. You, you, you exactly, exactly. And so yeah. you can't be even mad. If, even if you got like restaurants, just constantly that you go to, and it's like this restaurant's always twenty minutes, always thirty minutes. Uh, it, it takes very little time to realize I'm going to skip this restaurant or just decline this restaurant moving forwards. Um, so you build your own restaurants that you go to. You figure out the fastest ones. You figure out the best ways to make money around it. Um, if you're just going to be switched off and dull and just going to the same one that you always have a wait time for. Uh, you're punishing yourself. That's all it is. It's down to you as a driver to not, um, well, it's down to you as a driver to realize that I need to understand what works best in my market, where on my market, what to do in my market, what times to work in my market. And if you're not doing that and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and not having a win with it, 
you, you got to change it or you're going to fail. That's all it comes down to. You're going to burn and, and out. You hit, it, and you hit it dead ass, bro, when you said skip those people. That's Roy. Roy doesn't go to this restaurant. Roy makes a rule. I don't go to this restaurant. I know Sonic suck balls. I'm not going there ever. I don't give a fuck if it's a $20 payout. I'm not going there. And the man in this corner over here, we've seen that in action where he has said, I hate going to this place. I've never gone to this place again. And guess what? Pedro's in the line waiting to go in that place. And then he gets pissed. So he's like, God damn it. I do. I should have never come here. <laughs> yeah. So, you but know, I blame myself, though. That ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've seen it on the videos. And so he's dead ass <laughs> right. If you know this restaurant has a, a 99% habit of, Taking 20, 30 minutes. Why are you accepting an order there if you ain't willing to wait to 20, 30 minutes? Well, I'll, I, will just... say, I will say this. I'll, I'll, I'll clown on myself, right? But there are times that I'll wait a few couple of months maybe or something because turnover in restaurants, as we know, is kind of high. So you could have a new manager, a new team, and it might be different, right? So I don't completely take any place off 100% because it could be better. But like then I might give them one more, one or two more shots. But oh yeah, I've been in places and I'm like looking at myself like, why did I come here? Like what am yeah, I exactly. doing? Exactly. Like, what exactly. Why did yeah, I come here? For like six yeah, months, we... man. Um, I, I revisit back to a restaurant. I, I blacklisted McDonald's um in an area, um uh, yeah, about eight months ago, and I popped in a month ago because I was in the area. I said, like, you know what? I'll just take a delivery. It popped up, and I was, I was like, oh, that one is on my shit list. Uh, showed up though. Um, no one in the store. It was sitting there ready to go. So something's changed in that last couple of months. I'm like, okay, yeah. not it on happens. the shit list anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's not on the shit list till the next order. You have to wait it, it, until the next one. I'm gonna wait 20 minutes and then straight know, back yeah, on there. Exactly. <laughs> you just have to hit it on that unicorn day when it was ready, yeah. and then the next time it's all fucked up again. So. They got me. They got me back. Here. <laughs> but Roy is dead ass. Roy, Roy is strict on the way he does any kind of gig work, especially DoorDash. I'm dead ass. I will not go for this. If it doesn't ding up seven to eight dollars for less than two to three miles, Roy, don't take it. I don't care. I'll sit there all day because you know what? I have my backup, my W two, so I well, know I have a backup. You know what I'm saying? And so, so I'm not forced to take those doo doo orders that some of these other people are forced to take because you know. And 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 unfortunately, in 2024, it's not going to get any better. Just so y'all know, it's not going to get better. It hasn't got better in the last fucking what since gig work it was incepted. It's gotten worse year after year after year. I don't see, I don't see anybody with this. Ooh, 2024 is going to be the year gig work is the best. No, it's not going to happen. History tells us that's not going to happen. I think if anything, for some drivers, it's going to get a little worse. I think for most of us, it's going to be about the same. It's going to be pretty pretty close. You know, if you get, if you go out the same amount of time, you're probably going to make about the same amount of money. It is what it is. You, we're going to have to deal with new things, some good, some bad. You know, at the end of the day, like we wake up, we make decisions on what apps we want to turn on, what apps we want to sign up for. If you're not making, I've said this for the last two years, I've taken a lot of shit. If you're not making money in your market, that's on you. You have to figure out, do I need to go to a W2 like Roy did? Do I need to try something different like Chris? Do I need to try a different app? Do I need to try something? Like, the opportunities can be there. That's how I look at it. You know, we have to start taking that personal responsibility and understand we can, you know, we might not control, because Roy and I might differ a little bit on this. We, we might not control the apps. The apps might have some control of us, but we can control a lot of things about what we do in our movements and what we decide to try out. 
we, we have control over that things when we the, over those things when we wake up. You know, I, I do believe that. Um, I, I think it's, it's a mindset of like, if you wake up and you feel like I ain't making money today, you're probably not going to make money. If that's your mindset going into the day, you're probably right. You know but, what I'm saying? But, that, but, that's but, how- see, but see, Pedro, I'll put you guys in that little bit of a 5% that actually do go the extra mile to learn their market, learn, okay, I need more than one app. I need at least four to five apps. I need to know that. But we also see that Pedro gets a lot of shit. Roy gets a lot of shit. And I'm sure Chris gets a lot of shit because these people live in these markets where they have available to six or seven, eight apps in their repertoire. So if one's not doing well, switch to the other, back and forth, whatever the case may be. But because they watch Pedro, Oh, Pedro does fine on DoorDash. So I should be able to do just fine on DoorDash. Well, Chris does great on Uber Eats. So why ain't I doing great on Uber Eats? And then they give you and us all kinds of shit because yep. we're doing, we're, they don't know that when Chris says, hey, I'm doing great on Uber Eats. They don't know maybe the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he's doing Spark and he's making a bundle off Spark. He's still had doing good with Uber Eats, but he's using his other apps in the process. Well, people don't look at it that way. They look like, oh, he just does Uber Eats all the time. You know what I'm saying? So that puts some of us in that five percentile range versus the people that just want to be stuck in their one way. Oh, I should be doing this. And because this one app doesn't work for me, it's got to be the company's fault. No, it's your fault. You have access to eight, nine, ten apps. It's your fault because you ain't you ain't expanding your business. It's called expanding your business. It's like if I own a donut shop, I can't complain when my donut shop isn't covering it. Then I'm going to open another donut shop. I'm going to expand my donut empire to make sure that I'm booming up. Same works for gig work. If Don't just work DoorDash. Work DoorDash, Uber Eats, Spark, whatever. That's how you should be looking at it as an independent person is growing your business. And you spot on, Roy, because um, like there's, there's been a couple of drivers I've met uh, face-to-face, and they're like, I, I do DoorDash. I'm like, cool, how long have you been doing it for? I have little chats in restaurants and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, like a year now. I'm like, cool, have you tried Uber Eats, menu log? They're like, no, 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 I haven't. I've just do DoorDash. And they say, fuck, it pays bad. I'm like, why are you still doing it after a year for starters? Um, and secondly, why aren't you trying the other apps out? Like, just give it a go. And they're like, oh, it's too hard to sign up to. I'm like, it's not hard to sign up to. It's as hard to sign up to as DoorDash was in the first place. Um, so I, I think some people may be adverse to change, may be adverse to trying new things. Um, but without taking that leap, you'll never know. And you, you got to test your market with these apps. you, you got to try the different apps out, see what works. Um, of course, figure out your times and, you know, uh, merchants and all that stuff. But... Um, if you don't have at least two apps under your belt on your tool belt, uh, what what are you doing? That's, yeah. that's all I can say at no, this point. You're, right. you're Chris. You're right, Roy. You're right. I think you know. And I'll I use myself as an example. I only have three apps right now on my phone in the in the the last mile delivery food delivery game. Right, only three. And if I wasn't able to make money, I would try other ones. Right. So I see a lot of people that can't make money with DoorDash, and they're like. Oh, Spark is trash, DoorDash is trash, I hate Rideshare, I hate whatever it is. Insert gig app here. I can't make money, right? So if I was in that boat, literally right now, I could sign up for, let's say, five new apps. It's not unrealistic. And it would probably take me maybe about an hour or two of real real time to sign up and onboard and put information of five new apps. And maybe out of those five, I might get on two, right? That's two more apps I'd have. If I needed it, not enough people are willing to do that. It takes it takes the you know, they feel like it's like an inconvenience. Listen, we can't call ourselves independent contractors if we're not able to independently seek out money, because that's what independent contractors do. We independently seek out 
money and opportunities to, to provide. And I want to see more of figuring out that instead of looking at DoorDash as the savior, DoorDash ain't coming to save you. Uber's not going to come and save you. These companies don't give a fuck about us. They don't. They don't. They really don't. It's on us. We can't have both. We can't say we're independent, but then want the company to do all this stuff. It doesn't work like that. Right. We have to, we have to have a little bit of a balance there, I think. Yeah. Um, And that's where the gig employees come from when it comes to that's the mindset. 99, 95, probably 90% of gig workers have an employee mindset. And that's how they betray it. I think the company needs to pay me more. This may, no, that's not how it works. You think it's that you know? high? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I dead ass. I think it's a. I think it's around ninety percent. And what's funny is that you'll sit on YouTube. I've seen it. I've seen it in many live streams. Trust me, Roy's lurking. Roy knows it. Um, you sit there in a the live stream for an hour and a half, bitching, complaining. You're sitting there waiting for a fucking for what for order from DoorDash. Why aren't you signing up for Uber Eats in the meantime? Why aren't you yeah. signing up for deliver that in the meantime? You should be filling out more. You, it's just like a person when they go for a job. I'm not going to go fill out one application and then wait a week and hope I get that job. No, you go and you fill out 20 applications. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should work. If you got an hour and a half to sit and goof on on YouTube while you wait, you should be signing up for an app to help, like I said, further your business. But people don't do that yeah. because it's easier to complain. It's easier to blame somebody else for your lack of what? your lack of responsibility for yourself. It's easier to blame others than to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, maybe I'm the fucking problem. They don't want to do that. They'll look in the the mirror and say, fucking DoorDash's problem. No, the person whose problem is looking in the mirror is you, but they won't accept that, so. Uh, Listen, I I think these apps um, can definitely be scummy. We know they play games, right? We know that, you know, they could pay more and they don't. That can be said for some W-2s as well. A lot of W-2 companies out there could play their employees more. And they, but at the end of the day, we can do more for ourselves than any of these companies can do for us. I, I really, really, really believe that. To Roy's point, he just mentioned a lot of people on YouTube for a couple hours a day. A lot of us waste a lot of time. Listen, I waste time too. Roy wastes time. Sometimes Chris, I'm sure, wastes time. Right? We, we're all exactly. there. Yeah, You know, we need to start taking in 2024. I'm not about resolutions, but I'm about kind of like like reevaluating how 2023 went so we can look at 2024 maybe a little bit differently. You need to make achievable, measurable, reachable goal settings, right? We but could so all that- spend a little bit less time on YouTube and it probably would benefit us more. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, I do agree with you 100%. And what's yeah. funny is, you have people like Bud Soda come on here talking about his private clients. Well, if it wasn't for your uh, DoorDash and other apps, you wouldn't even have private clients because you're poaching pre- you're poaching your clients from these other apps. So uh, my question to be, how many thank you letters have you sent the apps for the customers you poached? Because <laughs> you sit, you know, they sit there and say, hey, these, com- these big companies don't do nothing for me. They don't, they don't like me. They don't do nothing. But yet they gave you the opportunity to poach their customer which is now your customer, and you're getting well, paid all the money for yourself. Anybody sending personal letters is probably Bud Soda. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. So anybody that comes on here and says, "Hey, I got my private clients," well, guess what? If it wasn't for the apps, you wouldn't have private clients. Because I can guarantee you, when you're bitching year in year out that these apps need to do more for us, but then you turn around and poach the customers from those apps. They did something for you, whether you want to look at it that way or not. Listen, I think, listen, the gig, the gig apps to me 
have are overall a positive for most people overall and i get a lot of shit when i say that but i believe these are opportunities and they've done a lot of us actually really good roy's used them roy's did ride share roy did food he he used them when he needed them and they might not always been great but if he didn't have those opportunities maybe he might not have a, a better w2 right now right roy right now if something happens to that w2 he knows he can go to those apps and make a little cash right so like these apps are actually more of a net positive that's how i look at it i don't chris i don't know how you think but what, what's your thoughts on that um d definitely uh, it's opportunity where it didn't exist before that's the biggest thing so I, around me like a lot of my friends have ran out of work and stuff like that uh especially after the pandemic a lot of industries shut down and they fell back on gig apps they said i'm just going to fill in for like two months uh, that yeah. was the goal. Like, two months, and then uh, I should have a new job, a W two job in two months, and I'll be back on my feet again. Uh, yeah. So it's it's been really good for doing that stuff. It's been really good for university students. So I've talked about in the past. Back when I was, I was in university, I was working at McDonald's, uh, Woolworths over here, and I, I think a City Beach clothing store, plus teaching private drum lessons all at the same time to keep my head above water. Um, but while doing full time study, and it was it was impossible to keep up with my lectures, um, showing up to exams and stuff like that while being told from uh, these three different companies mainly, you must work these hours for your shifts. And I was like, I can't, I've got something on, I've got a lecture on. And they're like, no, 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 you want a job, you've got to work these hours. But now with gig work, uh, you just log off, do what you need to do with your studies, and then, uh, yeah, like uh, do what you need. So the flexibility is, I, I think, a big thing. And a, a lot of Australia's slowly getting used to it. I, I think someone was talking about nursing before. Um, yeah, nursing gig works over here as well is a big thing going through on a lot of our legislation. Uh, yep. all, all the gig work reform legislation actually got thrown on the back burner over here and they're focusing on getting nursing reforms and uh, uh, same same job, same pay reforms all through because they tied it all in together. It was just too complex. So gig work reform is on a timeout right now while they're putting through some some other big stuff. Um, but yeah, just, just across overall, it is a net positive. I see uh, in my groups that I run, I see a lot of win stories a lot of people saying yes this has been great i'm having wins what a good day i've had um and people who couldn't find work i think this is really important to them um jobs aren't granted anymore i, I know there's a lot of work out there but you're not yeah. guaranteed a job these days um no. with gig apps as long as you pass through that criteria you at least have some opportunity to keep your plate full to keep a roof over your head um, yep. It's going to be a grind. It's not going to be, we're talking making a hundred grand a year or anything like that um, for many individuals, but um, it is enough to keep you going until you can find something better. And I, I, I think that's a blessing that a lot of us kind of look over these days. I think yeah, that's, if, that's if well to, Yeah. If you're yeah. able to pay your bills, you got a roof over your head, you're obviously driving a car. So you got, you're actually one step ahead of a lot of people because you have a roof over your head, you have a car, you have the ability to go out there and make the money. So it is on you at the end of the day to do it. But yeah, it's definitely a positive. I wouldn't have been able to make $65,000 a year like I did on Lyft at any fucking W-2 job. I don't have those. And that's another thing. These people are expecting $40, $50, $60 an hour. So I always will ask you, and uh, show, what skills do you have that you should be making 50 60 bucks an hour that yeah. you want to demand it from this company? What skills can you do that in a W-2? Most people... Let's be honest to do gig work. And I, you know, guys know um, they can't even hold down a job at McDonald's. They couldn't hold down a job at McDonald's. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people do gig work is because they don't have the ability to listen to somebody else. They don't have the commitment to wake up and go to a job on, you know, every day at the same time, like some people do. So it, it's definitely helped those people. If you're more of an independent 
extrovert type or introvert type person it's definitely helped you you can't say it hasn't because you don't want to really deal with people that's why you're just fine doing gig apps so definitely a lot and not listen i might this isn't 50 dollar an hour 60 dollar an hour work guys we all know if you listen i'll say this and i might if you think this kind of work if you think all drivers should be making 56 dollars an hour you're delusional and i do this this is not that type of work and and if we make that you know we've all had those hours we've made that that's not normal though that's just a little unicorn order a little a great tip and that feels good but this if if all of us were making 56 bucks 50 to 60 dollars an hour this this economy wouldn't the gig economy wouldn't exist it couldn't sustain for everybody so we have to have realistic a way way i put it pedro when i have a chat about expectations around earnings and stuff like that because i I get asked constantly um they're like how can i make like 50 60 70 dollars an hour doing doordash and i say to them well why do you expect to be paid that much uh paid the same as a carpenter who's done a four-year apprenticeship to earn that same money when you're just delivering around chicken nuggets sometimes yeah (laughs) they're like they're like Oh, I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I personally, I think I'm worth a million dollars an hour, but I live in yeah. fucking reality, and That's I'll shit in one hand, I'll, I'll shit in one hand and wish in the other, see what comes first, because I know what's <laughs> going to come first. So, but uh, there's nothing wrong with being uh, full of yourself, thinking you deserve that, but let's live in fucking reality, and that's the problem. Some people let those delusions of grandeur get the best of them, bro. <laughs> let's be honest, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's okay. You know, I, I think, you know, the average gig economy worker doing food delivery or ride share is probably somewhere around 20 to $22 an hour on average. Right. And that's, you know, that, that's the number. I think if we look at all the markets, because in New York and Cali, it might be 30 and some people are making 35, but there's a lot of people making 15. Right. So that's going to be the average. And, and we, we even see that in the earn by time metrics and all these things that the, the apps show us, you know, that, that is about where you're going to be in most markets. Um, and for this kind of work, while it can be frustrating, that's not horrible pay. You know, it's about it's about the same as if you're working another W-2 that's less money, because obviously we have expenses and W-2 employees don't have. We know the taxes are different. We're not buying into any kind of uh, any kind of like profit sharing, 401k, social, we're not putting into social security right now. I mean, there's so many other things that we're not contributing to that somebody like Roy is, because Roy has a W-2, right? So the work is very different, but like it, we're delusional if we think we deserve 60 by. Listen, I'm a decent, de- I'm not the best driver, but I, $60 for what I do, that's just a really great, 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 great hour. That's not, if I was doing that every hour, I would only work four hours. Yeah. You, know you you wouldn't you wouldn't have people at other jobs doing anything if they were if we could all make fifty dollars an hour you wouldn't have no workers in McDonald's they'd all be doing DoorDash. <laughs> yep. so, yeah, yeah. Come on, let, let me be honest. Like come on, that's crazy. Listen, you go to the hospital, you go to the hospital, you wouldn't even have a doctor because the doctor would be like, "Shit, I can make sixty thirty bucks an hour. I'll go do DoorDash." <laughs> you know what the fuck? Listen, guys, I appreciate your guys' uh, candor and and the the perspective from Australia and Las Vegas. Um, I'm actually starting another live on a second channel I started. I'm going to put it in the link if you guys want to join me. We're not talking any gig work over there. I'm going to start that in about five minutes. But um, for that's for all of you guys listening. I'll put the link in the, in the live chat. Um, uh, that's one of my goals for 2024. I love doing, I love this community, but I'm trying to even grow and to do other things. Because for me, I realize in St. Louis, I can't make $50 an hour, but I want to make 
fifty dollars. I'm worth a million dollars an hour, like Roy. So yeah. I <laughs> and figure out how to buy that and not just complain all day about three dollars or that source. So, anyways, I'll put that in the live chat in a minute. Roy, Chris, appreciate you, gentlemen. Um, happy New Year to you happy guys. New happy New Year. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, happy New Year's. And, and and one real thing. Let's go back to the safety thing. If you don't have to be out at the time, people, you know, drunks are out there. Don't be out there. Yeah. Um, well, take some take, take some time out. It ain't worth dying over a three dollar and fifty cent McDonald's. So because you know the drunks are out, the drunks are going to be out strong. Uh, you know, and so just be careful out there if you are going to do it. Like I said, don't let a three dollar and fifty cent order cost you your life. Um, yeah, so, so happy new year to everybody. So have a good happy one. Happy new year, all. See you guys. All right, Roy and Chris. And great show tonight. We had a different, oh, I'm looking over here, uh, a few different kind of segments and topics in 2023 and some perspective from other people from around the world. I love it. I appreciate y'all for watching. I'm going to put a link to a live stream. If you guys want to join, come join. We're going to be live in a little while. I'm actually late, but I'm, I'm not done with y'all yet. But I'm going to put a little uh, link up if I can. Hold on, let me see how I do this real quick. Um, I hope you guys got value from the show, hearing, perspective, whatever. I know you guys have your own little chats in the uh, own little conversations in the chat sometimes. Um, let me put this link up real quick for you guys. And if you want to come join me, copy the link, you can do that. Um, it's not Gig Talk, but it's about all kinds, like just, open it's an open forum tonight so if you want to come join me there come join it let me go ahead and put it in here real quick before i end this live so that is the link to the live right there i'm going to pin it for you guys if i can uh boom so it's up at the top so i will see you guys there if you want to come join me appreciate y'all very much see you next time
Oh, we still live. <laughs> Come meet me over there, y'all. I'm going to be over on the other channel. It's an open forum topic. Um, if you want to come join, the link to that channel live is actually pinned, I believe. Is it pinned? Yeah. So the 57 of y'all, come join me over there. I'll see y'all in a little bit. Check the pinned comment up at the top of the live chat, and uh, maybe I'll see y'all over there. Peace.